Today on Game Red Radio, we invite you to overhype the show as much as you want, but you won't be getting any refunds if you don't like it. Game Red Radio starts now. Hey, there we are. We're live uh, from Radio Music City Hall. No, we're not. Um, <laughs> this is uh, Gamerhead Radio uh, on the internet. Nowhere near New York City. Uh, this is episode 182. My goodness, boys and girls, we're getting close to the big 200. I don't know what we're going to do, but we should probably do something. Uh, I am rambling and trying to make this as smooth as possible, Goat. No, no honestly, this is one of your smoothest in a while, Goat. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed. This is good. Yeah. Yeah, this is quality content from Goat for a change. I'm Jonathan Santiago, <laughs> a.k.a. Fallon Flynn. Morbius for villains! Come on! <laughs> and I am Charlie Technotronkhorn Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie! Call yeah, that should be the show shocked, man. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, that, quite surprised. That should be the show title. Finally, quality content from Goat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, welcome to YouTube Live, everyone. Um, oh, that's um, right. Yeah, we went to... Uh, yeah. we, ship, we, we, we switched ships, but we're on the same ship. Lolly. Well, we we basically jumped off the about to sink ship as soon as we were informed it was about to sink. So the way we used to do the shows shows via um, Hangouts on Air was kind of its home was in Google Plus, and so like where you may have watched the show previously that had the um, the 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 Q and A app on the side. Um, and all that, um, that integration with Google Plus is going away, and they've migrated. I actually, this may have actually been in YouTube Live all this time, and I had no idea. We've just been doing it this way for so long. I never bothered to look to see if there was another way to do it. But in a couple weeks, the only way to do it uh, will be through YouTube Live itself. And they've taken uh, Hangouts and baked it directly into uh, into uh, YouTube Live. And so the upside is that um, if you're watching this on YouTube uh, right now, there's a chat room right probably like right over here. And so you can you can do the chatting and just just like I'm just gonna say hello. Uh, everybody, and look, it's there. It's right there. It's in the pause. Yep, 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 yep. You guys are you guys are very much going to probably appreciate the flexibility of doing this on YouTube now. And I we and we can sidebar bullshit uh, all all night long. <laughs> yeah, sidebar bullshit. Or or something. Um, so so yeah. So no more. So so short version. Uh, no more Q and A app. But that's um, that's okay because now we have full chat instead. And so that's uh, that that's uh, that, that's a good thing as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but yeah. More chat, more flags. Uh, what? <laughs> um, that so, means nothing. You just said absolutely nothing. No no. I, 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 but it sounded really cool, didn't it? Marketing boys, marketing. Goats actually, he's fucking, he's pumping it out tonight, man. I, this is gonna be a good night. I, I think Charlie's gonna disagree. With Charlie's me. nervous. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie's feeling nervous. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> I have bigger fish to fry at this uh, uh, at this point in my sa life. Sadly, though, I am, I mean, I am, I am living the, uh, what's the word here? Uh, the 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 uh, the line. Uh, yeah, I can't think, but uh, I, I am I am physically and mentally jacked up on Mountain Dew, so oh well, that'll this, do it. This should be interesting. <laughs> every time, that's that's what we got to do every week is just make sure we we put a, a, a an IV spike in your veins and just get you dewed up. Oh yeah, and have me stare at a screen most of the day, hating life and mixing and mastering and all that. 
There you go. So, <laughs> speaking of weird things, we should probably move on to our weeks and what we've done. Uh, let's start with uh, Beat Nick John there. Beat Nick John, yeah. Beat Nick John. So, Beat Nick John. Well, I think he's talking about my, my hat because normally yes. I'm not wearing the hat during the show. I'm wearing this hat today because I literally came skidding uh, like a car crash into this chair to do the episode tonight, uh, which is why we're running a couple minutes late. And uh, you normally I try to make myself look like a, a marginally presentable human being before we start the stream, but I, I look like um, I look like steaming hot garbage tonight. So this hat is covering up uh, a day of running around and and act, you know doing crazy things. Uh, hat hair is what this is. So wouldn't that just um, be dad hair? It is dad. And today it is dad hair. I just ran errands all day with my <laughs> son. So yeah, it is dad hair. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, my week. I did, oh, I did like nothing but get ready for class, which starts tomorrow, but I, I'm happy to report that if I'm not going to talk much about class and school this semester, at least this semester I'm taking a class and something super fucking laid back. I'm taking a, a music course, uh, you know, while I'm in school here so that I can just do something that doesn't make me want to put cigars out in my eyeballs. So, um, that's, that's all I've been doing is preparing for that all week, and, uh... A little bit of gaming, which we'll talk about coming up, and then um, a bunch of stuff. A bunch of stuff happening in the background with villains since, uh, you know, since we've got a couple members out, we're restructuring a bunch of stuff, and so there's been a lot of chatter about what we're gonna do and you know the direction of things, and there's been some movement and planning and going and doing and so on and so on. So, but uh, that that was my week. What about you, Goat? Uh, let's see. What was my week? Jesus. Uh, let me think. Uh, oh, did. A uh, bunch of studio work still working on um, some other mixing projects I got in my in my till. Um, I was gonna go mix and master uh, the the Phoenix record with Sir Nix a lot, but um, he fell down a lot and fucked up his knee. So my brother did fucking hurt himself again. <laughs> I don't know how yes. this is scientifically possible, but he is injured mm -hmm. minorly. Once more, minorly. Motherfucker! <laughs> what did he Nothing. do? He fell down and went boom. He didn't fall. He was he was coming up the stairs. And, you know, my brother had a corrective surgery on his knee where he he had a hairline fracture across his kneecap and, and a torn meniscus. And so he had to have, from that fall that also ruptured his spine, you know, um, damaged his back, um, he ended up having to um, have surgery on his knee. He fixed it. But you know, people who have knee surgeries, they're they're fragile. It's it's very easy to damage that part of your body again once it's been injured in that way. He doesn't he didn't do anything. He was walking up the stairs and his knee buckled on him and he hyperextended his knee. So he he might have to have surgery on it again. They're doing X rays and all these scans and shit, you know. But he was not doing anything other than mind no. business, because you know my brother clearly has the body of a ninety year old man. <laughs> so mm -hmm. yeah. That's, uh, so, that's yeah. the thing. So that, that yeah, that, that postponed my weekend plans because he needs to rest up for uh for for other endeavors. Uh and okay. then uh a little bit of video gaming and uh I feel like I did something else, but it must have not been important enough to note because it does not click in my head. So <laughs> Charlie <laughs> Well, in my weekly uh, uh, Ponyville Cider Fest Con update, um, this last week we announced uh, Kelly Sheridan. Uh, just announced her yesterday. Um, Pony fans will know her as the voice of Starlight Glimmer, uh, one of the new, basically, main characters on the show, reformed antagonist. Um, 
and uh, you know definitely uh, you know coming back onto the con scene. Um, if you don't know anything about Pony, you may know her from her extensive resume um, of the other stuff that she's voice acted in. Currently screen sharing, so this is Miss Kelly, and um, uh, most notably, she has been the voice of Barbie in the various Barbie animated things, pretty much for the last um, like. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going Ever. Back, uh, like 2006 here to uh, you know an earlier the 2005 so on and so forth. Um, anime fans might also know her from Inuyasha. She was the voice of uh, Shango, if I'm saying her name right. I didn't watch that show. Sango, excuse me. Well, what was the cat? Um, uh, oh, the cat. The cat, cat was this was Queenie from Billy the Cat from 1996. Um, oh, nice. She was Madeline. She, she, yeah, she, well, she was in Madeline. She played Danielle. Um, yeah. She was some voices in Ramen One Half, um, Soul Taker, um, Hamtaro. Um, oh, Jesus. I mean, like tons of like you know, she, a lot, uh, quite quite a bit. Um, Anything that was popular at some point in your life, you've probably heard her. Eight voices oh. in Hero 108. I don't even know what that is, but this art style makes me want to check it out. Yeah, um, that only leaves a hundred other heroes that had voices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And um, and then yeah. uh, she she was several voices also in uh, Wolverine Origin and Inhumans, which I think were like some animated comics that they that they came out with. Um, <laughs> and then uh, most recently also a show called Lolly Rock, which I admit I don't know anything about, but um, I'm just way out of the anime scene. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, Kelly's awesome. Um, I've worked with her uh, twice before now. Um, I, I, yeah, uh, uh, most recently at the uh, MLP MS33. And then um, at uh, Midwest Brony Fest, um, both earlier this year. Kelly's awesome, and so we're we're really excited to be bringing her to Cider Fest. Um, aside from that, just more the same, more working on stuff, more preparing for things. Um, you know, we're uh, we're really in the. Uh, uh, I mean, the, the most exciting piece of news this week is that um, you know we we started Cider Fest sales, like in terms of weeks away from Con, a lot. Uh, we 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 kind of we kind of kicked off sales a lot closer to Con than we did. Last year, last year we started sales a lot earlier, and so um, and then also last year we had uh, Ashley Ball, who's uh, w- like one of the main voice act- act- uh, actors on the show, <clears throat> and we were the only PonyCon that she did in all of uh, 2015. So it was kind of a big deal that we had her, and so we sold a lot of tickets as a result. Um, what's exciting for us is that um, you know obviously John Delancey helped quite a bit, but as of this weekend, um, we are. In terms of week over week, as far as weeks away from con, we are ahead of where we were last year, which is good news. Um, and so it just uh, just shows that people are interested and people are coming. And uh, well, we're not going to lose money, so that's always a good thing. Um, yes, yes, always. Yeah. So um, so yeah, things things are looking really good for Saturfest. We still have two more guests to announce over the next two Saturdays, at least two more guests, I should say, depending on how ticket sales go. Wink, wink. Um, and then that's in addition to um, a slew of musicians and community guests we're going to be announcing too. And um, emphasis on uh, just a little uh, teaser for anybody who's watching and pseudo interested. Um, when I say musicians, I do actually mean musicians. Um, we are actually going to be live act heavy this year, as opposed to DJs, um, which is something that um, that uh, at least in terms of the cons that I. I've been in has not done before. It's usually very, um, you know, like you know, DJ rave heavy. We're actually going to have that. It is quite a. We're actually going to have quite a few live acts in there. So that, that's going to be fun. Um, but uh, keep an eye out for announcements on that over the next couple weeks. But aside from that, that's uh, that, that's been my week. Did right you on. say li- uh, heavy live acts or live act heavy? Uh, heavy in live acts, as in we're having a lot of live acts. 
Oh, okay. But, I was like, but, sweet but, pony death metal. Here we come. One or more of the live acts may be heavy. I'm, I'm like, and neither confirm nor deny at this point. So they have Maybe. distortion and and rim glasses. Got it. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. Um, A lot of horse heads. Um, yes, uh, but anyways. Um, so yeah. Um, so I guess uh, I'll I'll go ahead and I'll move on to uh, what's coming out uh, over uh, this week in video games. But do you have it ready? I do, as a matter of fact. Uh, on Tuesday, oh, August twenty third. Yes. Um, I didn't you hear me last week? I made it very clear that it was completely <laughs> intentional. I did not totally. release this. Oh. Um, it was. Oh it was, it was yeah. I may have hacked that up. May have hacked that up to make it oh. sound like you were completely on fault. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Uh, so on Tuesday, <laughs> August 23rd, Absolute Drift Zen Edition is coming out on the PS4. Alone With You is coming out on the PS4 and the PS Vita. Armacrog is coming out on the PS4. Big City Stories on the PS4. Deus Ex Mankind Divided, uh, quite possibly the largest uh, release coming out next week, is coming out on the PC, the PS4, and the Xbox One. Two very good initial reviews from what I've been seeing so far. Um, Doodle, yeah. Doodle Devil. Doodle one, so Doodle Devil. It's not Doodle Doodle Devil. It's just Doodle Devil. It's going yeah, to be misleading. The, yeah, on the PS3. Uh, Inside is getting its release on the PS4. Madden NFL 17. I guess you know some people probably care about too for some reason. Well, football coming, started. Well, I mean, I, I know why it's coming out. I don't oh. know why people care, but you know that's just me. Uh, it's coming out on the PS3, the PS4, the Xbox 360, and the Xbox One. So good going, uh, last gen systems. Metrico Plus on the PC and the PS4. Prominence Poker on the PS4, The King of Fighters 14 on the PS4, Valley on the PS4, and Worms WMD All-Stars on the PC, the PS4, and the Xbox One. On Tuesday, August 25th, um, I'm not sure how this is not out already, but N++ is going to release on the PC, which is a title that's been around for forever. I cannot I believe, like, a, how many iterations of this game has come out? Like, it's unbelievable that they're still putting these out. I mean, good for them, for sure, but that's not a title I expect that, to hear being uh, released now. It's like a six- or seven-year-old, like, uh, arcade well, title. It started as a Flash game. Yeah, it's a sequel, isn't it? To yeah. N+. Is it? Um, well, let's see here. So, N++... Plus. No, yeah, N++ came out on uh, PlayStation 4 on July 28, 2015 in the U.S., um, and um, yeah, it's getting a, a, a Windows OS X and Linux release on August 25th, 2016, according to Wikipedia. Um, yes, it is a sequel to N+. You are correct, Goat. Very nice. Good. Um, so, so yeah, that, yeah, that explains the confusion. Um, huh, how about that? Yeah, that was a good game. Like, good on them. Like, bring over to Xbox One, please. I'd like to play it. <laughs> or 3DS. Or, right, I think I put the original one on 3DS. It was really addicting. And frustrating. Uh, kind of, kind we're cussing a lot. Quit. You know, like Super Meat Boy, kind of that, that style? Somewhat like that. Yeah. Um, on, and for, on Friday, August 26th, uh, a slew of Nintendo Selects uh, titles are coming hmm. out. Uh, Nintendo Selects Animal Crossing New Leaf on the 3DS. Uh, Nintendo Selects... Nintendo Selects precedes all the following titles I'm going to say, so I have to say it every, uh, literally like mm. nine times. Uh, Lego City Undercover on the Wii U, uh, Lego City Undercover The Chase Begins on the 3DS, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon on the 3DS, The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker on the Wii U, uh, Nintendo Dogs and Plus Cats on the 3DS, and Tomodachi Life on the 3DS. Now, uh, I'm going to admit I don't know what Nintendo Selects is. Do either of you guys know I was about this? just going to ask that, but I think it's a $20 bin. I guess a little gold banner. It is. Yeah, that is exactly correct. So all those titles yeah. are getting are basically just re-released for twenty bucks. Is mm -hmm. is precisely what. Not bad. What it is. Yeah. Um, 
I, I highly suggest everybody, if you haven't played the the Lego uh, Undercover on Wii U, do it. Um, and the chase the chase prequel on the 3DS was actually pretty good too. So, okay. for forty bucks for two games, you'll get you'll get your money out of them. Yeah, and and if if, if you know, I know it's a it's a uh, it's a uh, you know, uh, not everybody likes it, but I would I would argue if you haven't played Wind Waker, doing doing so for twenty dollars on the Wii U is worth it. I would say. Oh, it's, uh, and, 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 it's, and it's upscaled, so you'll get twenty dollars with the graphics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, there's dude. For I think about think about the average like Legend of Zelda game. Any of them, twenty dollars is you get a lot of game for twenty bucks. But yeah. if you consider the fact that they, like Goat said, they you know they upscaled the graphics and made it an HD port, like you're getting a, you're getting a lot for twenty bucks, man. I would buy that again for twenty bucks, and that's one of my least favorite Zelda games. I'll say that. Which reminds me, I need to get back to um. Uh, the 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 wolf one. Um, Wolf Among Us. Yeah. No. No. He finished that. No. The the Zelda. Oh, Twilight Twilight Princess. Twilight Twilight Princess. Princess. I just completely realized that fell off my uh, my mental radar, so I need to get back to that. There's a lot of things you need to get back to. The Last of Us. Yeah. Oh man. Uncharted Four. Yep, that's true. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. uh -huh. Charlie, you're drowning in backlog. (laughs) Oh, this is not news. Um, and then uh, briefly looking into the future on Tuesday, August 30th, um, Assetto Corsa on the PS4 and the Xbox One, Attack on Titan on the PS3, the Vita, the PS4, and the Xbox One, God Eater 2 Rage Burst on the PC, the PS4, and the Vita, Hatsune Miku Project Diva X on the PS4 and the Vita, Hue, H-U-E, on the PC, Resident Evil 4 is coming over to the PS4 and the Xbox One in some sort of re-release, I guess, uh, Strike Vector <laughs> EX on the PS4, <laughs> Uh, the Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition on the PC, the PS4, yes. and Xbox One. So if you've been holding off on playing that game, you can now pick it up, uh, presumably with all of its DLC content. Or, or you can do what I'm doing and trade in your regular copy and just go get all the DLC on one disc. <laughs> There's that, too. Um, and World of Warcraft Legion, I assume the newest expansion to that. Is that is exactly what it is. On the mm-hmm. PC and the Mac, that's all coming out on next week on Tuesday, August 30th. So, Next gentlemen, sounds pretty good. Um, what uh, what are we all looking forward to on this list here? Uh, I'm always I'm always up for and looking forward to uh, you know the next World of Warcraft expansion. Even though I know I'm not going to play it, I am now. I'm only halfway through Mists of Pandaria. I barely played, even though I own uh, Warlords of uh, Draenor, and now I will have this. I'm so far behind. I used to make it a point to. When a Warcraft expansion came out, I would clear my schedule for about two weeks and just play the shit out of all the story content and then cancel my subscription, which is why they keep losing subscribers, and then would wait until the next expansion came out. Um, and I just, I haven't, I just haven't had time. I've got so much shit I want to play, I don't have time. But I'm looking forward to that. Um, the Wind Waker release is something that has my interest, um, for sure. Um, other than that, there's not, there's not really a lot in there. I mean, a couple things that I think sound interesting, but nothing I'll play. I don't have time. So, so I, I'm I'm a little surprised you're not more excited about Deus Ex. Um, little known fact about me: I have never completed a Deus Ex game. Neither um, neither had I until the previous one. Um, I own the previous one on Steam, and uh, <laughs> just have never gotten around to playing it. Um, I've started I, I, and and played chunks of each one of them, but even when the original one came out, I I was not that impressed with them. Honestly, I I don't I don't understand them. I, the okay. hype, I guess I should say. I want to like them, but they just don't do anything for me. So maybe this one will change my mind. But 
Yeah, no problem. The, I mean, the, the I, I, admittedly, I haven't played any of the you know the 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 previous series of the games. You know, I um, um, you know the the, the you know the, the rebirth of the series that came out a couple of years back. Um, I played. I I enjoyed. I've mentioned before, I'm I'm somebody who's a stuck who is a sucker for aesthetics. I will forever love the Matrix movies, not because they were good stories, but just because they were beautiful to watch and just well thought out and imagined. Um, I'll agree with you on that. I know that that's kind of in the now. That's kind of a nerd geek nerd minority kind of a thing. A lot of people like to trash those movies now, but I still find a lot of merit in them personally. Sure, and. Um, you know, and uh, so for me, the you know the you know the 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 new Deus Ex games fall under that same kind of thing. Um, I find you know them to be um, you know the they they're 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 not quite the sum of its parts. You know what I mean? Like they're really cool to look at. There's a lot of neat ideas. Uh, totally referring to just the last one, um, and especially you know the controversy about how the boss battles were farmed out to a separate company that made them completely unlike the entire rest of the game. Um, you know, so it, it was not without its faults, but I definitely enjoyed um, the game enough to be interested in this new one. But as we just discussed five minutes ago, my backlog is so deep. Um, I, I will probably, I, I don't. Th- Final Fantasy XV. Well, yeah. <laughs> See, it's making I, his brain turn into poop. It, it, it is. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think. I, I really don't think I'll be buying any new games aside from like the the odd DLC like Telltale and stuff like that. You know that I know I can finish in a couple days. Um, I don't. I think I'll be buying too much until I get some of these huge. I haven't touched Fallout 4 yet, you guys. Um, and well, so you're in you know, trouble. I, yeah, There's no yeah. coming back, Charlie. No, yeah, no. And um, you're, I, you're I, in good why, company. <laughs> yeah, um, you're, you're, you're like the fifth person I've heard. It's like, oh, I'm still finishing up 2015, 2014 games because they're all a hundred hours plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for real. Um, so I don't know. I think I think I'm. John, was it you that posted recently that you're just not going to buy new games anymore? Like, you're going to wait for a while? Well, and... So, I, I did. I posted a little bit of a rant on Facebook this last week, where, and it was prompted by two things. Um, by a lot of the, the rhetoric surrounding uh, No Man's Sky, which, you know, disclaimer, I have not played it yet, because I'm choosing to wait. Mm-hmm. I almost purchased it for my PC last week, and I went, you know what, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to wait until they turn this game into something else, and then I'm going to play it then, and see if joining that party late changes my opinion of that game right out of the box, as opposed to what people are doing right now with it, because I really want to like that game, but I have a feeling I'm going to be very frustrated with it if I if I download it. And I'm going to be frustrated if I pay 60 bucks for it, and it's not what I want. Um, and then, <clears throat> like... Here's the only thing I can say about the second thing, which would kind of be in the what we played section. Some of my impressions of Titanfall 2 have actually kind of, um, because there's a, a tech test, a beta this week, some of my impressions of that game um, kind of drove a little bit of this uh, rhetoric. But I am taking the position of that I am going to start waiting for approximately a year to purchase certain games. Um... Because I know that a year from now I'll pay substantially less for it. I know I'll get more content for paying less for it. And I know that it will be the game that I actually wanted it to be right out of the box as opposed to the game that they advertised. Because, um, you know, as we'll talk about later in the episode, there's there's a bit of a question at this point whether or not the hype train is fueled by industry or fueled by us as gamers and fans of a product. 
Um, and I have a lot of thoughts to share on that, so I'll save that for later. But yes, I did I did kind of put a little bit of a rant together saying I'm going to wait, maybe not for a full year. Sometimes the release schedule for these things changes and more comes out sooner. But I'm definitely not feeling the compulsion to purchase things on day one that I used to. And I'm definitely, with all the games I have in my backlog, both on consoles, I have games that are still in the goddamn shrink wrap yep. from my fucking PlayStation 2. It's a problem. I have a problem. I'm a sick man. So I'm kind of <laughs> feeling like maybe I'm not in a big hurry to buy day one, even if I want to sometimes. The, the old-fashioned gamer in me will always feel compelled to go out and support a product that I'm excited about on day one. But companies companies have changed the model so much that maybe maybe that's not what we should be doing anymore. Maybe that's how we got into this predicament to begin with is, is we all felt this this like love for this thing that we've always enjoyed as fans since we were children and and when we were kids if you went out and bought a game on day 1 you got what you got the whole game that's not like that anymore and we're all still going out and buying games on day 1 or within release week and that's kind of telling people that maybe it's okay to put out half finished shit or like oh good they'll let us patch the rest of the content in and that's what I don't want anymore i'm just not going to do it anymore so, anyways, I'm off my soapbox. Go, go, go to our weekly soapbox. And, and ladies and gentlemen, there's our feature. Um, I have no idea what we're going to fill in the rest of the show with. <laughs> oh, no, I have... Uh, that was the, the very... That was uh, just the tip. <laughs> the, the pre-feature? <laughs> That's right. It was just a trailer. Charlie's nodding his, nodding his head at just the tip. John, uh, John, just the tip is the most I ever want from you, okay? Um, I mean, that's right. all you guys get anyway. You have no Short idea, show. Charlie. You have no idea. <laughs> I like how you're holding up two fingers while you say it, too. That's right. <laughs> um, oh, hold on. So, wait, uh, but, um, so from right. there, so from there, I feel it's only natural to... to oh, great. John. <laughs> Uh, John, I'm shocked. Um, so oh. That's a oh. fucking... You know what? I'm going to do it. <laughs> fucking win. That's a fucking win right there. Oh, my God. You know what? That shit was so good, I almost wanted to dab. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. So, John, uh, we'll let you transition off of your soapbox direct, box directly into what you played this last week because that just seems natural. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what 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 fuels your fire to uh... fueled my fire this week? Okay, um, I actually um, I think I mentioned cracking it last week uh, and starting Final Fantasy Type Zero uh, HD. I've, I'm about three hours into it. I didn't get a lot of time to sit on plate this week. I'm just three hours for this game. I'm learning is just understanding the mechanics and the map system and the like. It's a complicated little game, but I like it. It definitely feels like it was a port of a like a, a, a handheld title, but it plays well. Combat system's really fun and exciting. There's a lot of variety. It sticks to the sort of Final Fantasy aesthetic of job classes, because um, you can switch out of a list of students in this class that all do different things. One guy's got, like, dual pistols, one guy's got a lance, one guy's got a sword, one girl's got, you know, uh, like a spike whip thing. Like, you can just, there's all these different jobs and classes and things, and you can switch out. It's really cool. The narrative is typically Final Fantasy clusterfucky, where, like, it, like, there's all this cool shit happening, and everything looks awesome, but nothing makes any goddamn sense. It's like, it's like the, the most beautiful visual storytellers of our age got together with, with, like, a writer-director that's, like, six years old, and then they wrote this awesome thing, and then the graphics, it's just, I don't know, it's a mess. 
Um, <laughs> I played that. Um, I played a bunch of Killer Instinct this week because my son is demanding that I play it. Like I just I have to play it with him. You must be so disappointed in him. Uh, I, you know, I almost sold him on the black market this week, Charlie. <laughs> I almost sold him. You know, blonde hair, blue eyes, he'd fetch a good price. I don't know. Um, but uh, it's that... Uh, fuck, what else did I play? I know I played a bunch of shit this week. Matter of fact, let me look at my Steam library while we're here on the show live, because I know... Oh, I started playing Elder Scrolls V. I started playing Skyrim again. Um, because, because that's a short game. No, no, it's I never finished it. I the the main story thread. Mm. And I have this tradition of I have like 100%ed and played everything in in Elder Scrolls games for many many years and uh like Oblivion I played it so much that there's there's nothing. There's nothing left. I've done everything. Literally when I log into that game and I look around I'm like there's not a single quest I can do in this game. Um I think my save file for Oblivion is like like 200 hours or something. Like I mm-hmm. gutted that game. Um, Morrowind was more than that. I don't. I'm embarrassed for how how much time I spent playing Morrowind when it came out. You're um, in good company, John. I know it's oh, it's wonderful. Uh, Skyrim, though, <laughs> I just didn't finish. I didn't finish, and I want to go back and finish it. And want to make a quick note to mention that um, a mod, a group of modders made a 40 hour. Campaign with full voiceover work, and you know it's a c- completely new map called Indriol, Elder Scrolls V Indriol, that they added to the game. It's totally fucking free. You just download it and play another like 40 hours worth of Elder Scrolls on that engine, which I want to do actually because I heard it was pretty good. It's getting like 7.5s, 8s on a lot of uh, aggregate review score sites and stuff. So, um. That's, that's pretty cool. That's what prompted me to install it. I played some more of The Long Dark. My guy made it for 22 hours, and then he froze to death. And that storm that you uh, got yourself into? Yeah, he froze to death. So I started a new a new game, and I'm about five days into survival with that one. I'm having a much harder time this time. The wolves keep trying to eat me like Because you're tasty. Do. It's true. It's because I got this beer belly, and I got a lot of fat mm-hmm. on my gut. That's mm-hmm. what it is. They, they smell the the beer sweats, and they want the they want the, the beer, beer battered. The uh, beer sweats sounds bro. like just horrible. It's just disgusting. Um, I started playing Shadowrun uh, Returns, which is you know tactical overhead style. Think like XCOM, kind of similar to XCOM, uh, hand drawn art style. Really good. I'm enjoying it. Um, and I played some Star Wars Old Republic. You know, I there's a lot of story because content in that game, and it's actually really good story content. So. Um, playing that, and then I played. I've probably played about five, maybe six hours of ti- the Titanfall 2 tech test, which is basically just a beta. They're calling it pre-alpha. It's not fucking pre-alpha. The game's almost finished. Like it's damn near done. That's what it, they're just balancing levels on shit. Um, the user license agreement tells us, as Goat discovered, that we're actually not allowed to talk about it on the show. Um, yeah, not allowed to give really in, much of an opinion of it. So if anybody who's listening or watching wants my opinion of it, it'll be on Facebook shortly um, because I have thoughts, most of them unpleasant. Anyways, that's what I played this week. Go! What do you got? Well, you're going to be shocked because I also played Titanfall 2 tech demo. What? (laughs) Why not? It was free. And, and, and it's, I mean, it's got You can't promise. talk about it. You can't talk about it, Goat. You, got, you can't say shit. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is that it has promise, 
from, in my personal opinion, it has promise from Titanfall. That's it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Nothing about the actual game. You feel that there were elements that were improved? Um, Is that why you say that? For for me. Can't talk about <laughs> it. Oh, for you? Yeah. I'll agree with that. And For me. Yeah, like I'm saying, I'm not talking really actual talk, game. I'm just saying, really talk about it. Yeah, but I yeah, want to. I'm not say really. Shit. I'm not saying anything about the. Yeah, I'm not saying anything about the actual game. All I'm saying is my personal opinion is it's more for me than Titanfall was. <laughs> let me let me. The appeal for a lot of people, Which, technically, <laughs> technically, is going to be a lot of value right out of the gate because this game has a full story campaign. This one actually single has player a full mm-hmm. yeah full single player campaign. Um, like scripted, voice acted, you mm-hmm. know, motion capture, it's the whole, all there. Yeah, the whole shebang. Um, what I've played of the multiplayer test, though, the only thing I will say without discussing anything in particular about it is um, the things that they improved upon, I like a lot. The things that they did not improve upon or took out, I'll say took out, really fucking make me upset because they didn't need to be taken out. There are a lot of weird balance things they did, and I'm not sure what the motivation was for some of the choices they've made. Um, that's all I'm going to say about it without getting yeah, us in trouble and, on the show. And, and we so, will put a bow on that until it actually is out. <laughs> that is right. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm not buying it on day one, and this was a day one purchase no, for me. I have no, played... No. I looked at it. I actually looked up how much time I have played Titanfall, how much of my life I have given to Titanfall, because it was one of the first games I got. I have played no. four days, 22 hours, and some odd of Titanfall. I have spent four days of my life that I can never get back playing Titanfall. Man, that has to be a gripping story, John. A lot of epic battles, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to, 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 be, to be clear, since I just brought up time, though, um, I went and looked at my Killer Instinct file. This is the first, thing, the first game I got for my Xbox One. I have played 24 days, real-time days, of Killer Instinct, according to my save file. Wow. That disturbs me. So 24, 24 hours. Yep. I have played a month of my life <laughs> away playing Killer Instinct over time. Moving on, though. I don't want to talk about and, that. And how does that make you feel, John? Like I didn't buy enough beer. That's how it makes me feel. <laughs> Speaking well, of which... It, it, no, go ahead. Go. It's okay. It's okay. It's, it's, it's been spread over three seasons. It's okay. Yeah, I have a feeling there's more of that to come, though, to be honest with you. They've already Um, announced Season 10. Speaking of beer, really quick, I want to let everybody know at home, uh, this week I'm actually having a little bit of beer. I'm drinking, uh, this is what I'm drinking this week, I'm drinking the uh, Revolution Brewing uh, Eugene, it's a porter, it's a good beer. I am drinking that in my uh, Gamerhead Radio glass, man. Look at this shit. It's kind of foggy because there's beer and fingerprints and spit all over it. (laughs) But uh, this is this is an etched glass. It's got our Gamerhead Radio logo on it. Um, we are selling these for uh, nine ninety nine plus shipping. Correct, Charlie? Uh, yeah, something close to that. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, or hit us up if you're if you're interested, <laughs> or best offer if you're interested in picking up a glass uh, to enjoy a beverage with, which mm-hmm. I'm going to enjoy more of right now. Go ahead. Uh, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. Go. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, so after the Titanfall two that we 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 barely touched on, barely touched. Um. I uh I followed in Charlie's footsteps. I picked up or I didn't pick up. No, no, no. I played for free the We Happy Few Alpha for my forty-five minutes of fame. Uh huh. I want it. I installed it and I haven't played it. God damn it! It's it's everything I want in a game. It's amazing. It's like steampunk era, like 
It reminds me of like uh, Fallout meets Bioshock. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's pretty much exactly yeah. it. Wow, that's crazy. Man. Like, like you immediately yeah. have my interest. The second the show's over tonight, that's what I'm gonna go do. Yeah. Oh, it's it's awesome. Like it's just everything. I was like, it was like you're done. I'm like, no, no, no. Can I can I start a new like a new files like another name so I can just do this 45 minutes again because I feel mistakes were made like when I actually blew up <laughs> yeah. the guy. Um, yeah. So yeah, apparently there's uh, there's suitcases in there. Just just so you know, uh, minor spoiler: suitcases that click, blow up, and kill the dude behind <laughs> you. So just keep that in mind because old Glenn didn't make it with me. Um, <laughs> and he wasted two pages. I, I, I don't know what that means yet, but I can't wait yeah. to find out. Yeah, you're gonna lose your you're gonna lose your shit when you do. Uh, and then, in true goat fashion, I found a phone app game that's right up my alley, and I enjoy thoroughly. It's the Iron Maiden Legacy of the Beast. I've played <laughs> in a metric fuck ton of this game this week. <laughs> okay, so for those like me that know nothing about this game, what is it? Like what kind of a game is it? Um it right, reminds me of like Lara Croft Go without like the puzzling. Um you go through and you're beating people up and then you're trying to get your shards back for Eddie because he's been spread all over the Eddie's the Iron Maiden guy. Right. Eddie's right, right, shirts. right. It just I don't know how many people know Maiden as well as I do. <laughs> um <laughs> So, um, it's got a decent story. Like, Eddie's shards have been sprayed all over this place, and you, you're collecting them back by doing these bosses. And it's like the three guys or four guys line up, and you level up, and then you tap. And it's almost like a timing game to tap and uh, get a perfect score to kill him. And then you move through, like, three or four levels of the one level to kill the boss. And, you know, it's just like, I don't know, it's like stop by stop. Almost like Mario, where you stop by stop, and there's a little bit more story. But the, the entire point of the game is to get all of Eddie's shards back and save the world or universe from this evil creature that I have yet to find out who exactly is. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. But it's all Iron Maiden, man. I mean, it's all it's all awesomely creepy, sci-fi-ish, hoary, kind of hoary-ish, not hoary, eh, whatever. Either way, it sounds bad. Um... <laughs> Uh, creatures and, and, and it's fucking Maiden soundtrack. It's like one of the few games that I crank up when I'm playing. I don't care if I'm on the bus or not. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything else? So, no, that's 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 about all I've got. Charlie, what did you do this week? So um I so first of all I um I dug my um uh, my my neglected gear VR um out and oh, uh, shit. Haven't, haven't haven't used that anywhere as near as much as I wanted to. I just oh I'm you may have noticed I'm busy. But um mm -hmm. I played a couple things in there. So the first thing I play is a game called End of Space. Um End Space is currently one of the um the higher rated um space uh, fighter simulators. That's I have this available. game. We can talk about this. Okay. Um in general so so the first thing I'll say is that um now I'm playing this on so last year's you know which is now as of a couple of days ago the yeah previous like three days ago yeah the previous generation of the Gear VR headset with my Note Five um, and so you know when this game came out this was you know I'm playing it on top of the line hardware here um, and I had a lot of frame rate problems in this game um, especially at the menu which doesn't even make sense to me. Like, you're, you're, the, the menu for the game is you're basically, I mean, you're in a rendered 3D environment with, like, your ship in front of you so you can, like, change its outfit of, like, its missiles and guns and all that, but still, you're in a static room, where, but, but it's animated, but still, I mean, like, having frame rate problems here, just, I don't understand. Um, John, is that something that you experienced at all? No. Okay. Um, I had no problems with it. The, the only thing I experienced while playing the game is, is like, so... 
you, you know how they, they rate games on, on the uh, Oculus Store based on comfort, and some mm-hmm. people can't deal with, like, my father's one of those people that can't play first-person shooters. They make him sick to his stomach. He can't sure. play World of Warcraft because the frame rate versus the color palette, for some reason, makes him sick to his stomach. Some people just can't play certain games because it makes them nauseous. I am one of those people that has a fucking ironclad gut. I'm glad that I do because I get to experience things that other people can't. Um, I had no problem with this other than just a mild bit of, like, cross-eyed nausea. If you do, if you obnoxiously go out of your way to spin and, like, look, like, whatever direction you're looking, just turn the bottom right direction and look top left while you're spinning, free-falling into space like that, I had a problem with. But other than that, no, I had no problems with the game at all. Okay, um, so uh, you know, to be fair, I only did do it through the one the one session. Um, I did not go back to it to try it again. So yeah. maybe my maybe my phone was in need of a reboot or something. I don't know. But um, uh, the um, but I did have to stop playing the game because, of course, I, I got the uh, the message about how my phone was overheating. So which is I, I I'm very curious to know if that's something that they've improved on the Note Seven or not. Um, because for me, like that is far and away the 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 biggest the biggest. Downside to trying to. How play. long did you play? I don't know. I mean, like it was a couple games, and this was actually the last one that I played. Um, I want to say the the my session was maybe an hour, something like that. Total. Um, yeah, that that sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds about right. But um, but yeah. Um, so anyways, um, the uh, if you're not at all familiar with this game, the the kind of the interesting control scheme here is that so um. I was playing with it with a controller, um, my Steel Series, and um, so your left analog stick is it's your left and right your analog sticks are your your typical flight controls. Um, but what's interesting is that your aim is disconnected from straight ahead of your of your flight craft. So while you can while your left stick can control your up you know your your up your down and then your you know your left and right and your right stick can control your roll and um, and um, and yeah, um, the <laughs> Charlie was just yeah. like, I can't find it. Flying um, uh, <laughs> it, virtual airplane with Charlie Worthley. Yeah. Um, the uh, do you really want to be in the in the in the co-pilot seat with a man whose brain blanks that hard in the middle of the <laughs> vacuum of space? Look, Sorry, continue, all right. Charlie. He he's our Porkins. Just let him go. <laughs> <laughs> Show title: He's our Porkins. <laughs> Good God! Anyways. Wow, goat. Uh, whatever, whatever you, whatever you ate or drank before the show, just do that every week, please. He's on top uh, of shit okay. tonight. Yeah. He's got it. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, so your aim is disconnected from being straight ahead of your of your flight craft of your spacecraft, and you you literally just look wherever you want. So you can be flying this way, but your guns are like on a turret, like a like a like a 360 degree turret, well, probably not all the way behind you, but you know, like so 720 whatever degree, and you can be flying this way and turning this way, but looking up here, and your guns are then following your gaze and shooting up with you, and um, so it's 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 kind of a neat game to play. It's very immersive on the VR side. Yeah, of things. yeah, the, it's um, it's essentially like piloting an actual spacecraft, except for that the guns are fixed to your head. That's the only part. Everything else. Is like if you're in the pilot of a ship and you're doing a barrel roll and you're thrusting forward and and lifting up, you can look in any direction to find or chase spacecraft. It's basically just like what if you took Gunjack and pulled it out of the ship side of the capital ship and let you actually fly around. It's yep. very similar. Yep. Um, graphics were okay. Um, you know, the, the, nothing nothing impressive, nothing disappointing. Just I would just say okay. serviceable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, given that music movement was and all that. Bad. Yeah, well, yeah, um, yeah. Music was very was pretty blah. Um, 
But, uh, I mean, overall, I'm satisfied with my purchase. I think I got it for, like, 8 bucks. I'll play it again. Um, and, uh, yeah, and then, so aside from that, I also tried out the free um, Suicide Squad Special Ops VR game that uh, that they have out, which basically puts you in the wow. head of... Um, <laughs> in the head of... Um, of Deadshot, and, um, you know, the... Uh, oh, I saw, wow, you could be Will Smith? Yeah, yeah. Um, with, um, I, now, I still have not seen the movie, so, but um, I, I've seen enough of the trailers to know that at some point they're on a helicopter that gets shot down. And so, <laughs> um, in, uh, in, in the game, you are with Harley Quinn and um, the, the guy that can make the fire. I'm, I'm way on, I know I'm on top of my references Pyro. tonight. Um, is his name just Pyro, seriously? Um, no, it's it's uh, El Diablo. Oh, yeah. no, that's right, Diablo. Sorry. <laughs> um, Pyro's and, your uh, dog. He's not a superhero. Ah, so um, we know. Yeah, yes, yes. And um, and uh, and you get shot down, and then you you wake up, and then <clears> now the uh, the irritating thing for me is that I tried to play this game with a controller, and uh, it's it's a first person shooter. Like you're in Deadshot's head, and you've got your gun in front of you, and you can shoot, but you don't get to. You, you can't use the controller. Which I also I, played this game this week. I lied. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and I, I found that to be extraordinarily irritating. Like, it just completely rubbed me the wrong way that, that this is a game that you absolutely should be able to move around with a controller, but you just you, you can't. Like, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the control scheme is that you look, you, you know, you aim by looking and centering your, your, your gaze on the person that you want to shoot, and then you tap the side to shoot, and then you can reload by swiping, like, down, and then switch weapons by swiping left or right on the D-pad. And, like, I don't know, considering I, I don't know, it just, it just bugged me that I couldn't just press a button on a controller instead of doing this. Like, that should be such an easy thing to do. Like, yeah. it, it just irritated me. And the game was, the game was shit. It was, it was just shit. Um, and how much, how much did you pay for this, Charlie? Free, it was free. It's free. So it's, it's one of the like concept games. Yeah. So let me get this straight. You're complaining about a free VR experience that they've called a game to shill a movie. I, I'm not complaining about it. I'm <laughs> reviewing it and saying it was bad. Um, oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. well, that changes everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will mirror Charlie and say that it was not great, but for being free, it was it was serviceable. It was John. John, immediately your review is revoked because it said DC and you no, can't that, get no, past your comic book owner. Because I'm actually very critical of what DC does with their movie license stuff, mm-hmm, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. I love DC, but I'm mm-hmm. very critical. Yeah. Anyways, I know. I've seen I've seen you trip over your own boner. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then and finally, uh, I'm just going to mention something. This is not a game in any way, shape, or form. It is a it is a it is a 3D movie that you can watch, but you can also just watch this on YouTube without. Um, Without a VR headset, um, uh, uh, look into Butts VR experience. Um, it is an experience worth having. Um, I'm not making this up, and I'm not kidding. I'll put up a little logo here so you can see what I'm talking about. I have um, avoided Butts. I have. I have actually no, seen Butts no, on yeah, YouTube. I've watched Butts on YouTube. Oh, oh man, you watched it. You know. You you know. Well, I knew. I, I've watched. I, yeah, I've watched I a lot of butts it. on YouTube, but I don't think it was those. I watched no. it before it was in VR because it was not originally a VR experience. It was something. Uh, like. Not on Gear VR. It actually started as an Oculus VR thing. Um, yeah. That's oh. where that's where it was born, and then it came to just being able to watch it on YouTube just normally, mm-hmm. and then it, it it made it over to the Gear VR relatively recently. So this butts traveled around years ago. Traveling uh, butts. This butt has made the round. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it is. It is like a it's like a three or four minute long just like little video animated 
thing, like a little story that you can kind of watch in 3D. Um, it's 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 worth every minute. It's it's beautiful. Um, and I mean, you know, you can even see on here that um, you know it's uh, it's it's won some accolades, you know, um, from uh, you know whatever those say. I can't read them because they're too small. But uh, uh, Proto Award, the next something. To to be clear, the, it's not a game. The Charlie yeah. can't hold a phone straight for his life. Award. It's an exp quote an experience. Yes, but yeah, the the VR experience, also just <laughs> available on YouTube. Um, it is it is worth your time. I promise you. Um, it is. It All is right. So Charlie and, is telling you to view butts. I am. I am. Um, and uh, it is. It is beautiful and infantile and <laughs> stupid and pointless and worth every moment. Um, aside from that, um, I am. I, I am working my way through Life is Strange, and I. I, I <laughs> oh my God! This. I. I am embarrassed. I. I am. I am. I feel bad that it took me as long as it did for me to play this game, with having owned it. Um. I. This game now, you know, I, I can't I'm I can't review it in whole until I'm until I'm done with it. But mm -hmm. uh, I'm currently at the like like three quarters of the way through chapter four of five chapters, um, and this game has taken me through several like like mind trips. Like I I mean like <laughs> I am like. <sighs> In, in at no time during any of the Telltale games, because that is the easy thing to compare it to. In no time during any of the Telltale games did I seriously have to like put my controller down and sit back and stare at the screen at the choices being given to me and just think I don't know what to pick. Like, <laughs> like, you know, the, like and, the, like go through the the branches in your head and be like, if I do this, no, no, then no, no. this, this, and this could happen. But if I do that, no, this, no, this, it, then, no, 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 no. It's 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 not even that. It's just in that moment, in that choice. It like it wasn't me like trying to like, you know, play chess with the game and think mm -hmm. moves ahead and moves behind. It wasn't even that. It was just like in in the moment of the narrative in the story, I'm being given a choice and just like. These are not choices that a person can easily solve. I mean, so, somehow you see, you're talking about. Oh, your, so a deer in headlights, you. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I've heard um, this from a couple people, and I've heard that the farther you get in, the worse it gets. Now, Charlie. It's. I mean, you know, like pretty much the entirety of chapter four up to this point, like especially with the way it starts. Like chapter three is there's there's a huge twist at the end of chapter three, and. With what it takes you for in the beginning, and then into chapter four, kind of explaining what. How long does then. an average chapter last? Is uh, it it's telltale length. Longer, I would say. I feel I feel like it's longer. Uh, well, here, let me. I'll, I'll tell you how long I've been playing so far. Here, while, while I'm six talking. or seven days a chapter, John. <laughs> well, in my time, maybe. <laughs> um, so, so Charlie, while you're looking that up, I have a quick, quick question uh, that's yes. burning. Um, so it was last week you were saying that you you felt that some of your your choices that you didn't think were that big of a deal now were going to escalate into a huge deal later. Have you found that to be true or not? Um, well, what I don't know is how the game was. Oh, so you were getting bombed. Uh, apparently, the, the the fire brigade. Oh, it's a fire truck. The fire brigade is passing by. <laughs> um, Dude, you can actually see the fire trucks and the lights in the background. It's great. Yeah, they're, you know, they're, 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 they're coming to you. <laughs> great. Um, yeah, no, their station is right. Uh, is uh, just. A couple blocks away. Oh, on that they're, they're like, we need to extinguish this episode of Gamerhead Radio. You guys suck. <laughs> uh, they're just um, gonna blast you. All of a sudden, you're gonna see Charlie fly out of his chair as a fucking fire hose busts through the window and hits him in the head. It's stranger things have happened. Um, you know, it's it's hard Life for me to strange. say without knowing. Yes, um, it's hard for me to say without knowing 
how the game would be. I would have to play it again and make the other choice to see how different it made things. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I, yeah. I, I yeah. feel I, I definitely feel like my choices have been impactful, but I can't know unless I know what would have happened otherwise. Which is okay. also, also kind of a weird, you know, aspect of the game is like if you don't know anything about this game, you know, it's very minor, like first tenth of the first chapter spoiler here is what the game is sort of focused around is the fact that the main character um, without explanation discovers all of a sudden that she has the ability to sort of rewind time. And so kind of the interesting thing is that like you can go into a conversation and then that conversation with you know that dialogue choice tree will end with somebody and then the character just to, as a, a way of reminding you by the, the player by the way you can do this she'll say like Man, that argument really could have gone a different way. I wonder if I could have been nicer or meaner or whatever. And then you can hold down a trigger, <laughs> literally rewind the game, and make different choices. That so, is so at, for you. at least through the course of that conversation, you could you can rewind and go through it again as many times as you want to go see what all the options are. Until then, you pick the one that you've said. Okay, this is what I'm going to go with, and then go through the game. Now, once you've left that section you can't go back your rewind only works in that little window of time but you know it, it's really interesting to see and then to have especially you know the, to be further driven crazy by the narrator of the game to say like because like every single time she'll be like like let's say let's say you go the mean route she'll be like oh I wonder if I should have been nicer this I, this may I could have done this you go the oh, nice route man. she says man I was too nice I could have been a lot meaner there like she'll make you second guess yourself every single time and it drives me crazy <laughs> I to say that's going to be terrible for you it's not fun I mean it like, is it, fun but it's not fun just yelling at your screen be like pick a side I can't <laughs> Um, yes, pretty much. Um, but no, it's it's absolutely fascinating. It's so well done. Um, so that's two for you this year. You've uh, you've, you've done uh, Wolf Among Us, and you apologize for getting that too late. And now you've done Life is Strange. You got to that too late. So you're you're two for two on late to the episodic party. Um, but, uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, but um, so I'm trying to get into my my app right now. It, uh, I'm trying to sign back. We're in. filling time great. So like you. Didn't yeah. Uh, Nobody uh, needed to know that. Nobody had any idea. <laughs> so so let's see here. It's finally it's finally responding to me. So life is strange. Um, I have spent 17 hours in the game. Um, and wow. I am shy of, you know. So cut that into, it'll probably be about 18 hours cut into four chapters by the time everything is said and done. So, I, yeah, I, I feel like that's longer than your average Telltale chapter, um, to answer your question. Um, but, yeah, no, the, um, but especially when in Chapter 4, and I, I can only imagine it's going to get crazier. Um, and, um, you know, just in terms of finding out what happened, and also, like, I, 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 the game has, at this point, has not given me any sort of, uh, has not given me any sort of explanation for why this character has the ability to control time. Like, just nothing so far. She's she's discovering new abilities and new new limits of her power, but still no mm -hmm. idea why I have these powers in the first place. Um, so yeah, Charlie, it's, it's clear. It's very clear. It, it is? Yeah, she's Cher. She's... What? Yep. Yeah, Cher, the singer. It's, she's gonna because just, it's, she believes in life after love? Like, what do you mean? No, because she can turn back time. Oh God! <laughs> and um, I, I'm not even gonna. I can't dignify that. So 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 here. The, the serves, yeah, see see this serves two purposes. One, I got the reference share in a video game podcast. Fucking right. And two, I've shut both of them up to move on to the next session. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> um, well, I guess I, I guess that means that it's time to talk about ye old news. Oh, was that all you played, Charlie? 
Um, the oh, uh, just briefly, I'll say that Michelle and I we were looking for a multiplayer game to play. And we tried that Zero Z H E R O S X Three Xbox yeah, yeah. Live game that came out a couple weeks ago. Just it's not good. Don't bother. <laughs> well, that's uh, right. Can you hear that? That's the sound of the developers of that game uh, drinking themselves so, to death from so sadness. This, this week, uh, Charlie loves uh, Life is Strange. Uh, and then says, don't waste your time on VR Suicide Squad or um, the Xbox Zeros. Live Zeros. Zeros. Yes. Yeah. You know, the, I guess the only thing, the upside, is is that the Suicide Squad stuff, is it's free. You know, I mean... Well, so is it's it, Zeros, yeah. Is, 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 yeah. is time free, John? Is, is it? <laughs> yes. No. No, no. As a father with a near two-year-old son, I'm going to go ahead and say mm-hmm. no to that. Yes. Time is just not free. Yes. Um, so I, will say, uh, I, will, I will say real quick, oh. uh, John, are you planning on playing um, Deus Ex Go? Uh, maybe so. Um, I, I Actually, for a while, I kind of feel like I was the one talking about mobile games on the show for a bit because you guys typically don't mm-hmm. dabble in that too much, but I have really kind of strayed away from mobile gaming, not due to any prejudice, just to, like, if I'm going to sit down and play something, I'd rather... You know, play something. Which is funny because I've, I, as you left, I walked into it. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Goats now the mobile man. Well, there'll be a lot of mobile here in a little bit because I will be pinned to an iron that's sled. That's true. That's true. That's that's <laughs> just around the bend, isn't it? God, that's just mm-hmm. around the bend. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> but onto the news. and kick off number five by doing what I wish I could have done during the what I played section and bitching about Titanfall 2 in a way that they can't be mad at us. Or maybe they will, but we'll see. I talked uh, last year, around this time last year, about how loathsome I find um, weird little DLC tie-ins to be. And if you guys remember, I made fun of Assassin's Creed Unity for setting some of their DLC stuff, like the fucking pants and shit you can get in the game. You had to buy, like, Edge shaving gel, the little little containers of Edge shaving gel, in order to get DLC codes in order to download fucking pants. Well, the folks at EA have seen fit to (laughs) include um, the need, for whatever reason... um, to get certain DLC in-game items for Titanfall 2 by... <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this. is the stupidest thing. You got to go eat it, Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's uh, fitting. That's fitting. Uh, well, what They know where their dude bro population is. Well, speaking of dude bro, this is the part that makes it so fucking funny to me. Is, is It's not just Buffalo Wild Wings. This is a promotion that Electronic Arts interred into with Buffalo Wild Wings and the makers of Mountain Dew and Doritos. <laughs> oh, so <man>. PepsiCo. <laughs> it's like a fucking video game stereotype at this point. Yeah, they, they're in with Pepsi. Maybe so. I I don't know. Uh, no, Pepsi. I, I think yeah. Pepsi owns all three of those. The actual press release for this is pretty fucking funny. So I'm gonna read it to you. Buffalo Wild Wings and the makers of Mountain Dew and Doritos. <laughs> it's so stupid. Today announced uh, or this week announced a partnership with Electronic Arts for Titanfall 2. How sad. 
Every time you go to <laughs> every time you go to Buffalo Wild Wings between October 28th, the game's release date, and November 30th, either to eat or pick up food, you'll get a code that gives you in-game content. This comes in the form of a nose art insignia that you can use to customize your Titan. I'm going to screen share so you can understand what the fuck they're talking about here, but what <laughs> part of what upsets me about this is it's not even anything important that they're they're tying into this. So people who like to complete games, completionists, are going to be really fucking irritated when they when they understand what it is that they have to do. you got to go eat at B-dubs in order to get this section right here on the front of the Titan. It's just this, nose art, whatever this little yellow shit on the front of this Titan's face is, that's what they're expecting you to go to B-dubs to eat, to get. Um, so it's not weapons. It's no, not, not, it's not, not it, actual I mean, useful things of any kind. I guess, to be fair, in one way, it's not... Like anything, where if you go eat at Buffalo Wild Wings, you're gonna get some sort of like overclocked super weapon that's gonna punch a mud hole into somebody's face. Um, but that's but still, I'm gonna go ahead and say this right now. Really stupid. This is stupid. I don't like it. I I think it's ridiculous. It's actually more ridiculous than the shaving gel. Well, not really. It's on par with the shaving gel. You know. Ugh. Ugh. That's what I'll say. Let's go ahead and move on to number four, unless you guys have any thoughts to share. No, I'm pretty much echoing you. It, it fits perfectly. Fits perfectly. Oh well, hold on. There's. A, I just noticed there's something else in the in the uh, press release here. Additionally, Buffalo Wild Wing restaurants will be decked out with Titanfall 2 branding on takeout boxes and napkins. There's also be a collector's edition 32 ounce takeout cup featuring Titan 2 Titanfall 2 imagery in partnership with Mountain Dew. Separately, a Mountain Dew representative shared some details on the soft drinks partnership with Titanfall 2. From October 2nd through October, or through December 31st, people who buy specially marked Mountain Dew and Doritos products can enter a code on items um, at a website to receive double XP bonus. So never mind. They just put some shit in there that allows people to fucking get double XP just for fucking buying Doritos and Mountain Dew shit. So, uh, John, do you want all my Mountain Dew caps? Yes, goat. I'm ashamed to admit it, but yes. This code also unlocks a Titan customization skin and also provides early access to a Titan and a new game mode um, that has not been detailed as yet. I'm not happy. Since I can't talk about how I feel about the Titanfall 2 tech test, we'll just say I'm very unhappy. Electronic Arts and Respawn Entertainment, as a as somebody who has wasted like 14 days of their life on your game, your first game, I'm very unhappy. See, ladies and gentlemen, he'll be fine because once he has uh, my Mountain Dew habit fueling his XP, he will be the biggest, baddest person on the server. <laughs> yum, 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 yum. Well, unless you guys have anything else to share, I'm going to move on to number four for the week. Um, yeah, see, Xbox that's a good executives are, are implying that part of the reason that uh, there are these, like, mid-console cycle uh, sort of updates coming out between the PlayStation Slim and the Xbox uh, One S, S and even the Scorpio coming up. They're saying that the reason these things exist is because console transitions are incredibly disruptive to uh, you know the, the, the primary manufacturers of consoles, and it really disrupts the way that their businesses work. So let's say, for example, you've got the 360 
or the PlayStation 3, Sony and Microsoft have a business model. That business model works. They're doing their thing with it. They're putting out games with it. The consoles are, are you know, the development kits are in the hands of the developers who are putting out the consoles or the games for the consoles. And then, you know, then they have to have new development kits which change the way they make games. And there's a lot of assets that they weren't able to use in the previous versions of these systems. New, new um, you know, additions to lighting and shading and processing power and all these things that change the way they work the game. So they're saying where a lot of people are looking at them going like, fucking shame on you, gaming industry. You guys are starting to turn... Um, you know, you're you're starting to turn the, the the gaming industry and consoles into like cell phones, where they just put out a really moderate iteration of the same fucking phone every year, and leave people in the dust or expect you to pay a premium for moderate upgrades. The developments, uh, the, the development studios for the actual consoles are saying, no, that's not the case. It's just it really fucks up our business and our business model, and we have to literally start from scratch and rebuild from the ground up over and over and over and over. Um, you know, so we don't want to do that. We'd rather put up iterative upgrades and, and give you guys what you want over time than have to completely rebuild and change our business model over time. Um, how do you guys feel about this idea? Do you, do you think that, that the consoles, the business model we've known for most of video games' life, where a game lasts for five, a console lasts for five to seven years before it becomes outdated and then they announce new consoles and there's a whole big hoopla, or do you think that this is just an excuse for the cash grab. The latter. Yeah. Okay, I, so well, you, you do believe it it, 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 it disrupts the, the industry? No, no, no. I, I believe it's a cash grab. Oh, you believe I it's a cash grab? Okay. Yeah, yeah, the latter. Um, I think that, um, um, you know, I mean, it's c- considering especially that, you know, the. Even when a console is brand new and the games that are coming out, you know, well, I guess I should say even when a game has been out for, uh, comes out after about maybe six months to a year after a console cycle, a uh, console first comes out because I know that developers do need time to, like, really figure out how to best use the hardware inside inside a console, you know. So, you know, you usually see, like, the best games, like, that really take advantage of the hardware in terms of, you know, just in terms of, you know, where, where you've got the grand scheme of games looking better and better and better as time goes on, like on PC, for example, where you don't really have to learn anything new versus, like, console, like... As far as like kind of like the the weird like stuttery growth that uh, that the console seems to take, it's like the biggest jumps and where it catches up are it seems to be like it's a year to two after a console comes out, and then after that they've pretty much figured out they, you know, everything that they can do on the console and things don't really start to look better with the with the exception here or there, and so you know that's. considering that even at that point in time when a, when when a console comes out and the developers are pretty much doing everything that they can with that hardware, even at that point, it's still so far behind, in my opinion, a lot of people's opinions too, um, what can be done on the equivalent PC. I mean, it's... I feel like, you know... But I, again, we're talking about comparing like a $300 console to like potentially like a $1,000 PC, so it's not really an apples-apples comparison. I don't really know what I'm trying to say anymore. I've completely destroyed my argument here. Um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Go feel free to jump in if you have any thoughts on the matter. I don't Char- know. Charlie, this is the best debate you've had with yourself in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you lost and won. <laughs> yeah, or something. Um, yeah. No, I take I, the I, win. Uh, take the win and walk away. <laughs> it, it, uh, here, here's here's what I'm trying to say. I guess is that it seems like 
for them to try and come out with these these smaller iterative console jumps, um, it's it's unnecessary. Like if if that's what you're going to do, then don't make it a whole new console. Like start going the way of the PC and make your consoles componentized, and so that you can you know just upgrade the GPU or upgrade I, the RAM. I think that's what the, the Steam box. I think that's what you know. Uh, fucking what's it called? Uh, the, the Steam it, machines. Yeah. It's so fucking irrelevant. I forgot what it's called. Steam machines. Yeah. I think that's what they were trying to do, and it no just didn't work. I don't think anybody's cracked the code on that yet, but I hope somebody does for yeah. sure. Because yeah, you're, ba- you're basically going back to the memory upgrade pack on the N64, which oh. was the, um, you know, which oh, is oh the, the good old expansion pack. Yeah, you know the the, the for, for Donkey Kong 64 and two other titles. Remember yes. that. Um, the you know it's like the, the the biggest argument I would say to play on console is that. It's zero worry. You don't have to worry about if your console is good enough to play the game. It's just it, it works in that period. I mean, so I mean, like you know, that's a lot of a lot of people, myself included. Like that's one of the biggest benefits of playing mm-hmm. on console is you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to think about it. And you know, it's as soon as you start getting into this this era of like you know these these like the Xbox One Phantom Edition or the Xbox you know the PlayStation 4K or whatever the hell it's just like you know it's just like well, do I have the right one to play this game or okay fine the game might might work on all of them but it'll look better on this other one like I don't know I just I feel like that's muddying the waters and there's just no need for that other than yeah. for the desire to want to make more money well no, it's marketing they- they they do they I mean they they tried to present uh, their their perspective on all this stuff so um, you know if if you're talking about um, the the Xbox director Albert Pinello was on in a Inner Circle podcast talking about this stuff live and uh, what it was he said is that that Microsoft and Xbox are trying to think quote think beyond console generations which is Stupid! Stop doing that. Yeah. Um, what he said was, "Is you hear us talking and thinking about uh, beyond console generations? It's not the idea that you don't want to do consoles anymore, or that there's not going to be any more performance uh, in the future with new systems." He said, "But if you go back and look at console generations, they're always super exciting when something new comes out, but they're super disruptive to us." But that's that's kind of my point with this stuff. Um, I know it's really hard on their companies to kind of go back and, and start over and try to try to change the the direction of everything based on the, the models they had before, but the excitement of a new console generation is, to me, part of what has kept console gaming alive and relevant over the years because I'm a big PC gamer, man. I've been playing PC games for years and years and years. Um, you know, I, I have a sneaking suspicion that my good friend Calvin is watching the show right now because I sent him a link and I said, watch the show, butthead. Um, I play PC <laughs> games with Calvin. Nice. I've told you guys a couple of times um, that I had a group I used to play PC gaming with. Cal, my, my two friends here, my co-hosts, are console gamers. They do not play PC gaming. Shut up, Cal. I can't say I'm a PC gamer. He says I can't say I'm a PC gamer and, and I'm an asshat. Um, it's true. I am an asshat. This okay, is, yeah, this is my asshat. I'm wearing my asshat right now. Um, you know, I... I Made from fine Corinthian with, leather donkey ass. Fine donkey. It is donkey ass, too. <laughs> Shut up, Calvin. I'm not talking to you anymore. Um, but th- this is one of the guys that I play games with in a group. When I well, I used to play games in a group with. I haven't forever because I don't have a good graphics card. So, um, but when I did, this is what makes console gaming exciting because if you put it up against the PC and the amount of flexibility and the sort of like wild, wild west nature of PC gaming, the two don't can't compete. PC gaming has console gaming beat in terms of flexibility and 
money versus value any day. You know, it's an open ecosystem on PC. Console gaming is very, very contained and very controlled. Um, you know, but uh, I don't know, man. I, I want the Scorpio to be good. I don't know if it's going to be... I'm not at all going to buy the Xbox S, the Slim. I'm not buying that shit. I'm not falling for it for the same reason I'm not buying games. And, and my friend Calvin here makes a good fucking point. Community support. Like, PC games have this, like, massive community um, that are very supportive, whether it's modders or, or just players, you know, streamers. Like, it's this huge thing that, that console gaming doesn't have, mm -hmm. which is weird because PC gaming is, like, this weird sleeping giant that a lot of people on a, like, an almost, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? An almost... Commercial level, console gaming works on. Uh, PC gaming has this like really crazy large underground moving movement. And my friend Calvin once again makes a point. Steam Workshop is a big thing because anybody can just mod things and throw it up onto a games channel, and then you got like infinite content for games. So like I, I don't know. There's a there's a certain amount of flexibility to PC gaming that doesn't exist in in consoles. So I don't know. I I I know they're complaining that this is disruptive, and and anytime they have to go towards new gaming console cycles, it ends up being a big fucked up thing, but part of that is what keeps, to me, keeps console gaming exciting. I love that every, like, five to seven years, there's this, like, thing you want to sink your teeth into and see what they've got coming next. I, it's, ever since I was a kid, I've always been ravenous for it. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think that's, there's any merit in that, or am I just rambling like a crazy asshole? Uh, no, option two. Option two. <laughs> I mean, you might be rambling like a crazy asshole, but you're not wrong about what you're rambling about. Um, I ramble like a crazy asshole for about 40 minutes every week when we do the news section. That's true. Um, the, I mean, like, you just go back to what you were saying about earlier with, with, that, with that, that crazy free 40-hour Skyrim expansion. I mean, that's... When people say stuff like that, when people show me, like... By the way, people have... Like, somebody has come up with an entire, like, My Little Pony-themed mod for World of Warcraft, too, which is a real thing, by the way. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like when I when I hear stuff like that, it's just like, man, I wish I could play that. <laughs> you know, and it's just like there. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are there are some huge, substantial, you know, benefits and arguments to playing on PC. Um, I'm just, you know, just you know, the, with the way that everything pans out for me, it's just it's not the choice that I'm See, making. But you know, I have a whole different view on this, and I mean, no one's shocked here. But, like, PC gaming, I don't trust you assholes. Hey, give me the free game. And, unfortunately, the Internet has made it to where I can't do anything without some jackass trying to nuke my computer. So, no, I'm not taking your mod. I, I don't want you to fuck with games. No, no, I don't no, 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 no. Look, well, I'm going to tell you this right now because you guys you guys are not, like, regular Steam users, and you mm -hmm. guys have probably haven't been on there in an age. Steam Workshop shit is, like, mm -hmm. Valve approved. If it's on Steam Workshop, it went through Valve it is safe. There is nothing that they can do to harm your computer. It's like okay. it's like you know when you go to the the Xbox One like a uh, game hub for a particular game. Mm -hmm. You go to the game hub and you can look at videos and stuff that people have posted or recorded off their hard drive or screenshots. It's the same thing, but they have just uploaded uh, content that is mod stuff. You can just throw it on there. It's really really nice, man. It's very safe. Yeah. It's very easy. Nothing's going to hurt your computer on that. I, well, that and the fact that the PC community, I, I, I just get this, like, they're elitist bastards as a whole, which is fine. Good for you. But, like, I get it. You want to play with games and you want to mod them and all that stuff and you know what you're doing. I want to do, do a PC-centric episode coming up soon because 
there's there's this whole like PC master race like thing that everybody mm-hmm. has this stigma about that is total fucking nonsense. Yeah. Because it's, it's all just nonsense. Else. You can mute mm-hmm. people on Xbox Live. Still yeah. Play the game and ignore the shitheads. Same thing goes for PC. It's totally oh, yeah. nonsense. Well, the shitheads everywhere you go. Anyways. But no, but I'm, my thing is like to to like equate it. The people who play PC gaming put PCs together. That's their hobby, which is fine. Good for you. You have that knowledge. The people who uh, to you know and 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 do that kind of computing. But the people who do console stuff usually are the people who like do other and uh, computing on an iPad because they don't need they don't need the rig. They don't need a, a massive computer for any of that. They don't want any, they don't have any of the knowledge to build that computer or upkeep it. So they just don't. I think that's the dividing line between PC gamers and console gamers is the is the, the the want the want and having of technology to 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 do PC gaming? Yeah, right that right makes sense. Look, my 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 buddy Calvin and my my respective gaming buddies for the PC mm-hmm. that have been waiting for me to get on and play for like months, probably the damn the better part of the last year. I would love to play more PC games. I can't because I have a I have no budget for a GPU. I can't get a graphics card right now because I got to feed my son. That's what it boils down to. So I, I understand what you're saying. Versus so comp- Calvin should buy you a card and send. No, it no, 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 no. Calvin, Calvin's Canadian. You know he can't. Oh, never mind. Their parts aren't right. He's Canadian, so. Yeah, they're metric. That won't even fit in your computer. <laughs> no, I don't think that's how it works. Goat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a console gamer. I know nothing about these PCs. By the way, my good friend Calvin may be coming to Chicagoland sometime in the, the future. If he does, I will make sure to introduce him to you guys, and we'll put good beer in his belly because he needs it. I am um, sorry in advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and move on to number three for the yeah. week. This fucking story, I, I, I didn't know where to put this story in the news lineup for the week because typically when I do this stuff as, as the news editor for the show, there's a pretty clear path as to how to structure news for the week. This was not one of those fucking things. I wanted to make it number one, but I couldn't because it's so infantile. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read the headline. This was originally published by Polygon this week. South Park, the fractured but holes fart-smelling peripheral is a sin against humanity. <laughs> Wait, is that a real thing? <laughs> yeah, it's real, man. Where do I order it? I have pictures. Okay. Oh, you, where do you order it? God, Goat, I'm disappointed in you. What? Um, hey, look, if I'm going to submerge myself into the fractured butthole, I want to be all in. <laughs> oh, God. The fucking the fucking opening line to this to this article is the smell of utter despair is a lot like a fart. <laughs> nice. Right, South, Park, tagline show. <laughs> South Park, the fractured but whole, is is at GamesCon 2016, and, and there's a new torture device from Ubisoft called the Noseless Rift. Oh man, I want it. This is not a joke. This is Trey <laughs> Parker and Matt Stone doing what they fucking do. Um, instead of dropping you into a virtual reality world, however, the Oculus Rift spoof has something far more sinister in mind. Its sole purpose for existing is to deliver a potent fart smell during specific game moments. That's awesome. This exists. Um, the person who wrote this article um, originally... <laughs> excuse me. The person who wrote this original uh, article originally did say that they tested the Noseless Rift out during a brief demo of the game because they possess both an insatiable curiosity and a deep sense of self-loathing. <laughs> this game speaks to me. The self-loathing part fucking killed me. If you thought regular VR headsets make you look like a dork, and they really do... 
then the noseless rift is not going to do you any favors. The device straps directly onto your face, covering your nose in a way that best resembles Bane from Batman. There you go, Charlie's on top of this shit. Leave it to Charlie to live fucking Google in the middle of this shit and just fucking throw. Oh, it nice. High tech animator. It seems perfectly harmless at first until you trigger the game's farting mechanic. Here, I'm going to simultaneously screen share so that Charlie can get uh, a good look at the the. This is this is what it's got on. If you click on my fucking screen, what it's going here. It is literally a VR fart mask. Charlie, can we name the episode oh, VR awesome. Fart Mask? Um, yeah, we have so many good titles to work with, but that's a contender for sure, yes. VR Fart Mask. <laughs> good God. I don't even know where to start with that shit. You know what the cool um, thing about this, though, is your, your VR your VR will slide right over the top of the, uh, well, the Noculus. <laughs> yeah. You can get the full experience. Here, here's Here's the best part of this fucking article where they talk about that South Park is uh, farting is a, is a key component in South Park: The Fractured Butthole. It's a command you can trip at any time with a button press in the demo. It was also a way to jettison uh, the character's tiny hero through the sky immediately after a fart. The noseless floods with a smell that this the the writer promises only gets stronger as you go. This horrible noxious gas, as I'm told, comes from oils within the device. It's sort of like an aroma aromatherapy in hell. Um, so this is what they 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 thought the person who actually tested this out for Polygon wrote this down and said this is the best I could use to describe what I think that the smells that come out of this thing smell like. Okay, a list of a few terrible things I have smelled in my life: a smoothie I once forgot about and left in my car in the dead heat of Missouri in summer for five weeks, a fraternity house, San Francisco. <laughs> that. <laughs> Fucking killed me. Various spoiled foods left to die in my fridge, including milk that that assumed a solid form, <laughs> blackened fruit, a rancid meat, gorilla poop. Ooh. Mini airport bathrooms, both international uh. and domestic. Let's be clear. <laughs> An average of three video game industry conventions every year over the last four years. Wet laundry I forgot about and came back to three days later, only to find it grew mold. Human urine and feces incubated in the hot tunnel. You might be thinking this was also in San Francisco, but it was not. <laughs> they missed one. They missed one key one there. Uh, Bunk Alley the week before the end of the tour. <laughs> wow. According so, to the... Now, yes, go ahead. No, so here, here's, here's the, the first question that I have. It's if... Obviously, the... Supply of oil in this thing is finite. So, at what po uh, what do you do when it runs out? Well, uh, th that's the kind of it? thing about this is I think this might be a trade show item that is not actually going to make it to retail. The Ubisoft rep that participated in explaining this to the the, the original writer of the article did oh. say that there are only eight to ten of these monstrosities that actually physically exist. So uh, maybe okay. it was a prototypical thing that they thought oh. about including, because I guarantee you this came straight from Trey Parker and Matt Stone. It doesn't say that in the article, no. but this is textbook them. This yep. is marketing at their finest going is, in. Hey, look at this. <laughs> this is South Park's style making fun of virtual reality. That's exactly mm -hmm. what it is. Yep. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I would play it, and I would put it on my face, and I would test it for the show. Oh, right. It would be awesome. Good. It yep. would be awesome. I would also for, for, for research, if nothing else, absolutely. No, no, it'd just be fine. 
You just you just like smelling farts, goat. I live on a freaking tour bus. I yeah. I, you get used to it after a while. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you've, gone, that, you've gone nose blind, goat. <laughs> the, you have the, to, the man. You like, have to. Like, I've smelled things that I can't, can't, I can't even repeat. Like, like the commercials for Febreze say. What, what, mm-hmm. what, uh, mm-hmm. what, what? Goat is leaving out though is, is that ninety-five percent of what he's talking about these smells I have can't possibly explain. I've smelled. They all came from his ass. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is no. goat. That's what it is. No, no, no. When you wake up to vomit in someone's shoes, that that's that's a that's an eye-opening experience. <laughs> I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Indubitably. Uh, let's go ahead and move on. Um, oh, by the way, I feel I feel uh, particularly compelled since we talked so much about the article and the person who wrote the article for Polygon. Mm-hmm. I I stand absolutely corrected. This was not a dude that wrote the article. This is actually a lady that wrote the article. Uh, Megan, I. I I need to take a second to look at this last name because I don't know if I can fucking say it. Megan Farokmanesh. That's the mm. person who wrote the article for Polygon originally. So Megan got uh, nose deep into some stank uh, mm-hmm. on behalf of uh, <laughs> Polygon and hooked it up. Megan, thank um, you for doing God's work. Mm, yes. She definitely... Something worked, man. She definitely <laughs> sniffed out the story on the fractured butthole. Terrible fucking, terrible transition, Goat, but I'm mm-hmm. going to work with it. Um, coming in at number two this week, so as you guys know, the Final Fantasy XV movie, Kingsglaive, came out this week. Uh, yeah, Mr. Mr. Dan Lackey, uh, one-time B-Squad co-host for Gamerhead Radio and good friend of the show, did watch it. Did actually send me a personal message saying, I need to watch it if I'm a Final Fantasy fan. Uh, Final Fantasy fans seem to think very highly of it and say that it is a great setup and almost essential viewing for Final Fantasy 15 before you sit down and watch the or play the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But reviewers do, do not share this sentiment. This game, this movie is getting fucking shredded, shredded like wet paper um, all over uh, aggregate media. Um, currently, right now, sitting at a, an eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes based on twelve. Commercial reviews, eight percent. That is a fucking low number. So we're looking at uh, thirty-five mm. on Metacritic, but only out of uh, only people. out of eight critics. And yeah, yeah. What's but, but look at the user reviews. Yes, yeah, yes. Ooh, so, so well, yeah, we'll go to that in a second. So looking at the critics, there's one guy that gave it a hundred, and he basically says like an expert blend of world building, humanity, and the magical strangeness of Final what's Fantasy. What's that say? Anthony John Oregolo. Uh, and and uh, Agnello, it looks like. Um, oh, oh, that's that makes sense. That's Dan Lackey's pen name. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so he he seems to be a fan of the series, and basically uh, everyone else who's not a fan of the series. Mm-hmm. If, you're at, if you're looking at the the video, so the real people. If you're looking at the left. Um, they basically say uh, this, this spinoff from the, the spinoff from the story of a magical kingdom besieged by an evil empire is too ludicrous for words, which seems that's to from be the, the New York the, Times, a real paper. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you but like John says, if you're looking at the user reviews, they are majorly positive, and um, and well, which yeah. which seem to come down to um, that these are fans of the game, and these these are probably people who knew what they were knew or. They knew what to expect. They knew what they were going to get. They're, well, they're... that and the fact that they'll blow Square Enix until they're chrome anyways doesn't matter. <laughs> <how> out. <laughs> Th- then there's that. Um... <laughs> we can't leave that out. Like these people exist, and there's yeah. a lot of them. Yeah, and 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 Metacritic has you know and uh, you know it, it must be said you know that Metacritic is is no um, you know. 
you know, pe people are oh, quite, quite familiar with with you both with users flooding Metacritic with p either positive or negative reviews yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. Uh, just assuage things in one way or the other. Man, I feel bad for Aaron Paul. He's got a bad movie on his record now. One worse than Need for Speed. Stop doing fucking video game movies, dude. You're 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 over all of them. Good lord. Yes, yes, yes. But you know what? Here, well, I mean, like, look. Let Let's be clear. Like, this Could is something. I'm, this is something that's kind of close to my heart in terms of being a just a, a a a movie fan, a video game fan, just a fan of pop culture and entertainment in general. Stop listening to what reviewers have to say about a movie. Don't look up reviews before you watch a movie. Just go watch the fucking movie. Like, you can say whatever you want about Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad got really mediocre reviews and people were trashing it. It just passed the $500 million mark. It's got the, th it's the third week in a row it's the number one movie in the country. That, you know, that speaks volumes about a movie. Like, you can, uh, was it a great movie? No. Was it an amazing movie? No, but it was a good movie. It was fun. Same may be the case for this. I don't think this was made for people who don't appreciate or understand to a degree Final Fantasy. So moving on to number one, number one for the week. Uh, a lot of people are really unhappy with No Man's Sky. We talked a little bit about this last week. Um, whether it's because people felt overhyped, or whether it was because the studio overhyped it, and the studio being, um, you know, Hello Games, Sean Murray, and maybe a little bit Sony. Um, a bunch of people are asking for refunds at this point, and uh, Sony's policy on refunds is less than uh, flexible. <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know, Sony's policy on refunding games is this. The only way you can get a refund on a piece of digital download hardware is if there is something faulty with our software is as if there is something faulty with the software itself. When you install, download it, install it, and then try to play it, then they will give you a refund. Otherwise, Sony's general consensus when it comes to offering refunds to the people who request them, even in the case of No Man's Sky, is as follows. Uh, for the audio listeners, that is a giant middle finger John is presenting to the camera. It is really giant. Like, like I feel like I want to come who's, inside who, here. Who's giving like, that to who? Watch, I just want to. I just want to be like. That's Sony giving that to the people asking for refunds. Yeah, Sony oh. is not allowing anybody to have refunds on this game. They're basically good. just saying you bought it, you installed it, you played it, and you don't like good, what the good, game good, is. Good, so good. tough shit. Look, Goat's very happy that Sony is spitting mm -hmm. in the face of their 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 customers. I'm tired of whiny fucking people like I bought something I don't like it. Give me my money back. Fuck you. Like you bought it. Like you can't just put your your car after four days. You can't just be like oh, I don't like this now. Can I have a button back? It's not exactly what I wanted. No, you bought it. It's yours. Resell it. Take the hit. Well, so there's, there seems to be three different mindsets when it comes to approaching how it is that refunds should be processed for the game. The people requesting them are saying that the crashing issues for the game are unacceptable. To be clear, the game does seem to crash a lot for some players. Not all players, some players. Um, you know, others are citing motion sickness as a reason why they want their money back, to which I say that is not an acceptable reason to... You knew you had motion sickness. Back. Well, it's not even just that. That that's a loophole thing. People are trying to exploit a loophole there. Most of them, anyways. And then a bunch of people are saying that they wanted a refund based on the fact that the game is not what was advertised when they originally bought into buying the whole thing. So eat a dick. <laughs> a well, very very large dick. Very astute and difficult criticism from Goat there. <laughs> Um, one one of the the uh, things I guess that was looked into by Eurogamer, who originally published this article, 
um, was saying that uh, their dealings with Sony in particular and their customer support were a little bit less than stellar. Um, Blastiel, uh, which is the person who uh, sent the information over to Eurogamer, said that they got in touch with the company after No Man's Sky crashed three times in less than two hours of play. Sony told Blastiel that uh, they could get a refund, but uh, he'd be unable, unable to play the game ever again. Forever. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll give you your money back, but you can never e-purchase the game again. Yeah, you're done. That digital playing. You don't like what we gave you? Then fuck off. Go away. Yeah. It's a pretty, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good business model, I think. One like, second. I, I, um, I, I, I actually agree with Goat here. Um, Stop that. That's weird. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's... At the very least, we're setting precedent. I mean, like, you know, it's... I mean, this is, this is sort of one of those times where if Sony decided they are going to be like, okay, for whatever reason, you know, we're, we're, we're going to go ahead and, you know, give some out refunds on this game, that is setting an awful precedent going forward where people can say, like, oh, well, apparently, if we don't like a game, you know, then I can just buy a game and then, you know, beat it in two days and then come back and say, mm-hmm. oh, I don't like it. I, I want my money back. Um, mm-hmm. or, or something like that. I mean, like... You know, it's in the GameStop, the- Sam, in digital form. I mean, like, okay, so here, here's, here's, here's the one thing that I'll say though, because I think that analogy would be perfect, how, as long as there were a way to resell a digital copy of the game, which you cannot do. Because um, yeah. in the case of a GameStop, if you don't like it, you can bring it back and take the game that you bought for $60 and sell it back to them within probably the same week of release for, what, 30 or something like that? I think it's 45 um, Oh, that's actually a lot more than I expected. Yeah, it's about fifteen dollars. Um, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, off off the uh, off the lot. As soon as you crack the plastic, it's fifteen bucks. Okay, that's that's actually much more generous than I expected. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, so um, I I especially feel that Sony's response would be would be absolutely correct and ju- justified if they could say, but if you don't like it, here here's a here's a, a market that you can resell it to somebody else on. Especially mm-hmm. in that case, I think I think that's the right answer to this situation is is go ahead and make it the full GameStop model. I think we've talked about this before, but mm-hmm. make it so that if you make it so that you can resell digital games, this is a whole other conversation. I'm not trying to mm-hmm. get into. It. I'm just trying to say like for the people who are upset about their purchase here, um, tough shit. Um, but <laughs> yeah. wow, sorry. Um, but that, um, uh, everybody's like out of character for the evening. Charlie's being all fucking ferocious, and Goat's got content. Oh my god. <laughs> um, no, no. This is. I mean that that would be that would be the perfect answer to the situation. Is is if is if they could say. You know, right now they're saying, sorry, this is our policy, no refunds. If they could say, no free refunds, but you can go sell it over here, then that that would be perfect. Mm-hmm. So they just need to do that, and then everything's solved. Everything's fixed. Every, everybody no, I, is think they, I think they should there. stick to the uh, the no. You bought it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, John, John, John is starting a revolution here. Like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't follow the, uh, the, the new Flynn uh, revolution 2016, uh... Look, you jackasses bought it within the first week, first day. Shit's busted. Um, <laughs> sorry, maybe you should have waited. <laughs> Look, I would very much like to just buy everything uh, launch day. I have no, you for most of my life. No, you don't. <laughs> I, bad habits, bad habits left unchecked by studios are not going to get better and or go away until you start doing something about it. And when you look at yourself and go, 
well, you know, there's like X amount of finite gamers in the world, and like those dudes will fucking like not buy on day one, and I'll buy on day one. That's not true. Like you, you have to actually take the hit and not buy shit on day one if you want things to get better and go back to the way that they were, which was... They're never going to go back to the way they were. Techno- it's never going to go back to the way it was, but I'm saying technology companies used to have to be accountable to making sure they put out a complete product or uh, at least mm-hmm. an acceptable product to the consumer, well, or the consumer would show up to their front door with a torch and pitchfork mob and burn that shit to the ground. Mm-hmm. And now that doesn't happen anymore, and people people just let these tech companies trample all over their face. Well. There's Do something two, about it. Stop buying shit on day one. Yeah, there's but, two reasons that happened too. Stop buying, paying for DLC and season passes. Stop letting them sell you chunks of game in pieces and at a premium, and then you wonder why you spent $160 on a fucking $60 game. My Stop doing God. it. I, I'm sorry that I slid that box back out there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm really That's sorry. It. No, I'm off. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to chain that bitch to the wall. Like, um, <laughs> I put the box but, over here. It's done. John, John, there's two people we can blame for... The current situation we're in. One, Amazon. And their original, ah, you don't like it, just return it policy. Then they take anything. Same mm-hmm. with like Walmart. And Walmart's the other one where you could you could like fucking shit in a pair of underwear and take it back and be like, ah, I don't like these. And they're like, oh, okay, you got a receipt. Thanks. That's why all these like retailers now, mm-hmm. you almost have to like give them a DNA sample to make returns because people have exploited it. Like the human nature is to exploit all loopholes and get what you want. And unfortunately, retailers. For some reason, think the customer is right, and they're finally taking a stand and saying, "No, yeah. you're not." <laughs> yeah, my my thing in, in any sort of customer service position I've ever been in is has never been the customer is always right. That that's the customer is always served, and that is if the if the customer has a complaint, you handle the complaint, but they don't just get whatever they want. No, what Charlie is saying <laughs> right there. That's, wow. I couldn't agree with that more. Man, I need to go to Charlie's customer service counter because I would love to get served, like dance off, whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Show title for this week is Goat Got Served. <laughs> that's that's the fucking episode. Oh, uh, It'd be amazing. Uh, like like I understand you want your return, sir. And this is how we're gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, please, somebody can anybody out there turn that into a gif, please, or a gif. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want peanut butter. Make it a gif. Um. Good. Right. The, God, we're in rare form this week. What a mess. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, anyways, um, the, the moral of the story is: you bought broken shit. You deal with broken shit. Stop trying to be little bitches and be like, "It's busted, mommy. Give me something new. Own up. Be a human. Be an adult. And fucking take your broken shit home." And I feel like I should quote Mor- Morty here, but I don't remember all the whole thing about getting all your shit together. But yeah. So you take all it's your shit <laughs> and put it in a bag and shit, something. I don't. I don't know it either. But it was. I, I think in post. Yeah. Pretty sure in post that's gonna arrive right here. Well then, get your shit together. Get it all together and put it in a backpack. All your shit, so it's together. And if you gotta take it somewhere, take it somewhere. You know, take it to the shit store and sell it, or, or put it in a shit museum. I don't care what you do. You just gotta get it together. Get your shit together. I do want to, before I move on from news for the week, I do want to say one more thing. Uh, I stand corrected. This person that uh, that was in contact, uh, you know, with, with the writer of the article, Blastiel, did say that, quote, I was told I couldn't rebuy the game off of the store digitally, and I couldn't buy a physical copy either, because whatever system they employ in the background wouldn't let me run it. They delete the license from your account, and that seems to put a block on it. That's awesome. 
Wow. What a fucking mess. They've given you your money back, but fuck you, you can't play the game at all anymore, even if you buy a physical copy. That's, that's not awesome. right. That, that is. is not right. To no, that is awesome. Player. That's fucking awesome. No. You don't like what we gave you? Yeah. It, 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 that's, that's basically slapping the hand, the parent being slapping the hand of the kid. Be like, you don't like what you got for dinner? You don't eat tonight. And you go. <laughs> no. I don't know why they're mobsters, but I mean, it just seems like a thing. <clears throat> nope. Damn it, Joe, you need to pick one or the other. But that's, uh, that's it. Uh, the feature is, uh, what the hell was the feature? Oh, is, is the whole hyping. <laughs> That's right. John, explain this, because Charlie and I have tried to put this in our own words, and we can't. This is a John-ism question that needs to be Johnicized. I, th I think I summarized it okay in the mailbag question, but, but yeah, please, John, please extrapolate. Okay, so when we were talking about um, whether or not games, the, the hype surrounding games, is, is the blame where game hype is concerned uh, directly related to a game studio taking a game. Let's use No Man's Sky as an example. No Man's Sky showed very little of what it was. I mean, literally, for the last two-plus years, all the way up to release last week, or a week before last, showed next to nothing about the game. People had questions about it until release. It released. People are going, you told us it was going to be fucking this. And 90% of what they showed in the trailer... They actually gave you more in the game that was in the trailer to do, but people's imaginations went wild and filled in all the gaps with these potholes and, and plugged it and said, you know, this is what I'm saying. But then Sony did kind of do a marketing campaign thing with it where they were just like, do anything, go anywhere, kind of be anything, play anything, and it... They were G.I. Joe? Kind of be uh, misleading. <laughs> and not to say that there weren't things that weren't a little bit misleading. For example... Um, Sean Murray did say, "If you, what is when somebody asked him, what is what does our game avatar look like?" And they said, "Your um, your game avatar will only be seen by the other person, who kind of, if if you're lucky enough to bump into him at some point during the the course of the adventure where you you meet on a planet." Um, well, two people did that on release day, which statistically, with 14 million quintal quintillion planets, should not have happened. I thought it was eighteen. Um, is it eighteen? I think it's yeah, eighteen quintillion. Don't don't sell them short. Who who's who's counting? It's only six. They are clearly because they said eighteen. Um, <laughs> they bumped into each other and then and they couldn't see each other. They confirmed through a couple of different mm -hmm. setups and things that they were in the same place at the same time, but couldn't see each other. So people feel like maybe he was misleading about the multiplayer aspect of it and saying that even though you could see the other player there that it was not the case. So the multiplayer element was bullshit. And then on the back of the box, it shows that there's, you know, a multiplayer sort of confirmation on the back of the box. Um, you know, that not being the case, I don't necessarily feel like they were misleading about what they promised. They actually delivered more in terms of gameplay than what they showed on the box itself or than what they showed in the original E3, tra E3 trailers, even if the E3 trailers showed 
a little bit more of concentrated, um, like flora and fauna and, you know, so on. Um, so the question ultimately ends up becoming, are games hyped by the studio, or do us as gamers and players of these games have a certain responsibility to kind of fill in the gap to make sure uh, that we don't overhype it ourselves? Oh, can I go? Can I go first? Please do it. I got. I got. I got. Do it. Go get it. <clears throat> so, my take on this is straight up the game. Mighty Number no. Nine is a pretty good example. This one's a pretty good example of the developers are like. Here, this is it, and they, they lay it out to you. The internet and people, as they do, fill in their own gaps, break their own stories, their own assumptions that turn into fact. They go down the telephone or well, not a telephone anymore, but down the down the internet wire and become fact, which get regurgitated as facts of facts that were never facts. And by the time the game comes out, it's still what it was said to be, but. The, the game of telephone has made it something just astronomically bigger than it ever was because imaginations ran wild and it just... Char it Charlie, I would like to point out that you are furiously petting your beard. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Furiously. It's like, yeah. he's thinking. This is Charlie thinking. <laughs> Everybody has a fucking tell, and Charlie's is this. <laughs> so, Charlie, you know what the difference between looking like a meth addict and not looking like a meth addict is? Having a beard. a beard. Because if you have a beard, you're just stroking your beard. If you're a meth addict, you're going like this. <laughs> well, duly noted. Um, <laughs> Never so, shave the beard, meth heads. Never shave the beard. <laughs> uh, please go continue. No, well, I mean that's it. It's just I think the internet has made this. I, I want to say, ninety percent of the time, uh, it's it's people's wild imaginations and the ancient game of telephone that ends up becoming the problem. It's like Mighty Number no. Nine. Everything they listed that was in their was in their their Kickstarter, as we've seen, and by the time it got out. People had fucking made this game like Mega Man X ten two times fourteen <laughs> to the squared power of Legacy, and then they were pissed when it wasn't. And everybody's like, well, "What are you mad about? None of what you said was even ever mentioned." This this leads me to ask the question because you you hear it a lot from people. Um, you see it a lot in, in print media, and we've kind of made a couple jokes about a few different games and things, one of which we can't talk about because it's still in tech test. Um, <laughs> would that be Titanfall the second? No, it would not be good. It would be Schmeit and Schmall the Schmeckend. Oh, that, that um, game sucks. Yeah, no. The, the thing is, is, has 2016 been a generally disappointing and polarizing year for gaming, or are the gamers the ones that are making it a disappointing thing? Like, I don't know if that's that's the question, but I think it's 20, 2016 seems to have been a really disappointing year for well, a lot of people in terms of releases. Nothing is living up to what people expected. But we also have to defend 2016, because 2015 was a fucking hell of a year to live up to. I mean, you had, like, Massive, massive, awesome games coming out. I mean, Fallout, Witcher, uh, fucking what? Batman came out then. Fucking, you know. I mean, it was a yeah. But even even Fallout, it was Fallout Four did not live up to expectations. Uh, Arkham Knight did not live up expectations. Yeah, but Assassin's that's gamers. Creed Syndicate did not live up to expectations. Mm -hmm. There's but a lot of games that didn't. A yes. lot of people think that uh, um, 
Metal Gear Solid did not mm-hmm. live up to expectations. Yeah, but that's also that's also gamers living in the glory days and being like, it was a Metal Gear One. No shit. There's a five at the end of it. There you <laughs> go. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a question somewhere in there that we can pose for for mailbag mm-hmm. coming up. And I don't yeah. want to do like disappointment two weeks in a row, but I feel no, like no, there's no. a. I want to say I want to say most of the disappointment though is in the gamers' heads and they set their expectations way too damn high. Like when Skyrim came out. Skyrim's a massively awesome game. It's fucking huge, and people are like, well, it's not big enough. Well, let me let Fuck me ask you. this then. Let me ask this then. What? Would you guys say because we're we're only toward the end of August here? We've still got you know uh, another. We got hell month. October. Uh, we've got yeah a little a little bit more than another quarter of the year left. Based on where we're sitting at late August here, Charlie, would you say that 2016 has been a a successful year for gaming or largely a disappointment for you based on new IPs or the games that have come out just in 2016, not anything else before? Personally. Is that what you're saying, personally, for us? Yeah, like like okay. individually, do you feel like 2016 has been a good year for gaming or a disappointing year for gaming for you? Well, so, John, first of all, you have to remember, I, I don't know, if, aside from <laughs> maybe Batman Telltale, I don't know if I've played anything that's come out in 2016. Charlie's still in 2014, <laughs> uh, early 2015. Fair. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> uh, okay, but so so just kind of rewinding for a minute, Here, here's my take on this whole situation. Um, we did kind of steamroll you, sorry about that. that no, that's okay. <laughs> um, the, so... Yes, gamers are absolutely make creating their own echo chamber and 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 deciding for themselves what they're expecting, what they think, and and a lot of that is, you know, and a lot a lot of it is like you know somebody will say like, oh, I wish the game would be like this, and like you say, it's a bad game at telephone, where then it turns into like, oh, I heard the game was going to have this when the first person, to say, the only people who have ever said that, are are people, people not the, even in the game, yeah. <laughs> not even on the staff, so. So, uh, what uh, what I'm not saying is that the game publishers, the studios, the, the the PR people, whatever. I'm not saying they have a responsibility to do that. So so do, do not think I'm implying that. However, I do think that in cases like this, it would behoove them to correct vastly mm-hmm. misspoken misunderstandings. You know, if you have a game like this where everybody well, is saying like, oh, you know, like if, if, if the masses have decided, however it happened, doesn't matter. If the masses have decided, oh, well, the game is uh, is going to have this and this and this and this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, from a PR standpoint, it would be, I would think it would be a good idea to do everything that one can do to the best of one's ability to squash those that misinformation because that's just going to bite you in the end, as we've seen here with No Man's with Charlie. With, there's with, a there's yeah. there's a term for that. Uh huh. Do their fucking job. That's PR. Well, yeah, <laughs> yes. Yes and no because a, a lot of a lot well, of within uh, reason. I mean, I, 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 I see what you're saying. Like the like, you know, uh, Uncharted Four is going to have a cart uh, racing segment in it. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's not. So. <laughs> But you know, but so, but now taking that and coming back to the question is whose fault is it? Uh, it's it's the ga- it's the game it's the community's fault when when these bad rumors get started and run away. But it is also the publisher's fault, in my opinion, from a PR standpoint, for not correcting for the bad information. For not yeah, for not corralling the rumors and squashing. Yeah. Do I do I and and some and. You know, one might say that their lack of action is in itself an action that's further perpetuating these rumors. 
That would make sense, yeah. Because if you don't, if you don't leash your dog, it's not going to come back to you. Well, yeah, unless it's a very good dog, but yes. <laughs> okay, you're not going to leash your puppy. That's, I mean, basically, it's a puppy because it's a brand new game. <laughs> yeah, unless it's yeah, puppy. yeah. Pyro always comes back. Well, but Pyro's an old, an old wise dog that knows the the stern voice of father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, a puppy, a puppy would be a really good um, analogy here. You mean yeah. you got a brand new game? It doesn't know any better. You got people going, "Oh, it's a beautiful puppy. He's made of German Shepherd and Pekingese," and you're like, "No, he's he's a he's a pug." But okay. See, <laughs> see, for me, my perspective on this discussion, in order to kind of keep things moving forward, mm-hmm. I can't tell whether or not 2016 has been supremely disappointing as a year in gaming for me, or whether or not I've just reached a point as an adult where. I, I just feel cynical about it. I don't know. I really can't tell. But for me, welcome I think, to the world, John. No, no. I mean, <laughs> my my gut instinct, having kind of largely kept up with and played most of what's come out, that's like commercially like must have, must play in the last mm-hmm. year. My instinct is to say that 2016 is the most disappointing year that I have ever seen in gaming because nothing has lived up to the hype. Nothing has lived up to what it. What it was, where it came from, what it, you know. I mean, I'm gonna make a prediction. Gears of War Four is just like I think weeks away from releasing. It's not gonna have near the impact that anything from three back had because all of these studios are resting their laurels on old IPs. Well, yeah, we're at four, they're, five, six plus. Yeah, they're they're resting their laurels on IPs that. They need I, to. They need to come up with new ideas. They need to retire them. And everything that we have seen from like 1985 to like 2007, eight, there was so much originality, new ideas, new concepts. Mm-hmm. They were trying to push technology forward, and now that's not the case. They're middling. It's all sidestepping. It's all lateral well, movement. There's no forward movement growth. There's no ideas. There's just parting out pieces and chunks and ideas and it's just, it's killing it. It's killing gaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can, you know, there's, there's not a lot there. I can honestly say that 2016, there's been absolutely nothing that I was like, ooh, I want that now. Yeah. Um, there's been highlights, like Batman Telltale was a highlight. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What else? I mean, that's the only one that's really popping in my head right now that's this year that's been a highlight, honestly. Yeah, um, there oh, wait. It, sorry, it, it, Trials, Trials of the Blood Dragon was a highlight. But it's all these small, itty-bitty titles yeah. that I get digitally, and I'm like, ooh, five hours, six hours of fun. And then, like, I'm like, well, what's next? And now I'm playing, I'm fucking playing, like, DMC again, <laughs> Definitive Edition, because there's nothing else out there that's really grabbing my attention. Yeah. yeah. If, like, for example, I'm looking at Metacritic right now. I'm basically looking at, like, you know, the last several months of reviews. And there are only, there, there are three titles on here that were both, Critical and user reviewed success. Well, four. Uh, four. Four titles on here that are both in the green on both the critic and the user side. One mm-hmm. is Kerbal Space Program, which is which is a port. Um, you know, so, so, so that you know that I'm looking at the, the I'm looking at the Xbox One list here. So I mean, so that's a port. So that doesn't count. Banner Saga Two, which is a port to Xbox One. I don't. Did that come out in 2016 on in, on PC? Mm, Even if it no. did, that, that's uh, a I think I think Banner Saga. Oh yeah, yeah, Banner Saga Two came out in January. Was it? It came out very early 2016. Okay. Even still, that's a sequel and not a new mm-hmm. IP. Also um, a port. Which are, <laughs> 
Uh, well, yes, but even looking at the original. Mm-hmm. Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, uh, Blood and Wine expansion, expansion pack, uh, you know, that mm-hmm. doesn't count. And then yep. the fourth one, I think, is the only one on here that, that could possibly qualify, and that's Inside. Inside is a 93 on Metacritic and an 8.1 from users, both both well into the green. Yeah, again, and, um, and that's uh, how long that how long is that game? Four or five hours? Not even. Yeah, it's yeah it's one of these little titles. The, yeah. yeah, indie title that you only get digitally. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, I think like, I think I think that's telling that yeah, 2016 on the whole has been disappointing so far. That's a, that's a good point. But mm-hmm. sticking to the core of the conversation, though, John, you were asking a question before. Um, about um, uh, I don't but and then um, but I don't, <laughs> couldn't get to the mute switch. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, you're asking a question before I, I went back to the to my answer of the first question. So mm-hmm. what was what was the second question that you asked? Do you remember what it was? You just answered no. it. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. You you just you just went back and. If anything it. was uh, if 2016 was worth a shit or oh, not right. to you personally. Yeah. So you know and, and you no, know that's and a resounding no. <laughs> Yeah, and so yeah, I and I personally don't see you know, but 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 sticking to the core issue as far as as far as you know who's, who's about, about overhyping games, where it's coming from, what can be done about it. Um, I, th- I think we've covered that pretty well, uh, yeah. just because you know we've been long in the tooth on some other topics here. Is there anything else you guys think needs to be thrown into the mix on that particular no, side I think of the conversation? We, I think we've buttoned it up pretty well. PR people need to cut out the stupid rumors, but leave it enough to keep gamers interested. You know, like like everybody has to play. Play in the same field and, and, and police themselves and others, and we'll get along just fine. Uh, hands off on rumors is a bad idea for PR, and um, playing telephone on the internet about games is a, also a terrible idea, and they definitely don't mix together. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <clears throat> um, John, anything else to add to the summary before we move on? Um, 2016 has been, um, maybe it'll change in the last quarter, 2016 has been disappointing to me, um, mostly just because I see a lot of retread for the same reason that like movie buffs are going like, stop fucking making like remakes and shit, stop, just just do something original, make up a new story for fuck's sakes, write something new. We need um, to get out of uh, the, uh, the mindset of it isn't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, that's that's <clears> kind of, for me, there you go, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> okay. John wants us to fix it. Fix it good. All right. Well, I suppose then we can move on to the mailbag question for yeah. the week. Yeah, yeah let's yeah, let's yeah. get the uh, the listener and uh, the, yeah. the, the those other people in this. Yeah. So um so I'll start off by reading the uh, some responses that we got in the players club here before you guys um, read any personal responses you uh, that you got. Um, so our mailbag question for the week was uh, who fuels the hype train more for big games? Is it game makers or the players? Do we build up our own expectations more than we should? Um, so first response in the players club is from Dan Hockey. Uh Both are at fault. Makers make an amazing trailer. Players get hyped. Players then start to speculate what else could be in the game based on the trailer and start building their own hype, and subsequently, other players get hyped about the game hearing said theories. I'm currently hyped for Final Fantasy XV. I'm going to see Kingsglaive... Uh, oh, is going to see Kingsglaive going to further enhance my excitement for the game? You're damn right. Uh, have the Brotherhood episodes made me anticipate this game and characters more? You can bet that your ass they have. One hour of gameplay at Gamescom. I wish I could have been there. Q fancy, maybe not fancy pants. Goat. He's biased. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, and then um, 
Mitch Tayo replies, uh, Given the latest hype versus disappointment, I place almost all of the blame on the players. The trailer for No Man's Sky made promises that were delivered. Everyone else, including interviewers, boosted expectations un unfairly. Then we have a rebuttal to that from uh, friend uh, Dave Mianowski. He says, I disagree. Sean Murray had plenty of opportunities to set proper mm. expectations for No Man's Sky, but chose to be vague and stick with the you-can-do-anything line. He let many people believe that the game would be multiplayer, repeatedly mentioned both Journey and Dark Souls with respect to multiplayer interaction, said it would be practically impossible to run into other players, yet also suggested the possibility of being attacked by other players. Currently, the only multiplayer component of the game that seems implemented or functioning is that players can upload the names of locations that they have discovered. Sure, the release game seems to do everything that was in the trailers, but only sort of. <clears throat> For example, the creatures in the game don't act anything like they did in the trailers. Smaller groups of animals running from larger ones, etc. Uh, additionally, the devs even said that the animals are smarter than in other games. Have you seen anything in No Man's Sky that backs that statement up? Uh, ultimately, I think that if you're building something, it's your responsibility to tell others not only what it is, but also what it isn't. This is especially important when people start asking questions that make it clear they may not understand the scope of what you're making. It seems incredibly sketchy to lead people on with vague or untrue answers. If one publicly announces a feature, I fully expect a public statement if that feature is removed from the release. Had the game released uh, as early access, I'd be giving the devs a lot more slack, but as a finished game for $60, absolutely not. Uh, there's some more back and forth uh, here. Um, uh, just a couple messages I'll go through real quick. Mitch responds, um, uh, here's what I mean about uh, including interviewers, uh, referring to his earlier comment about um, how uh, interviewers uh, helped boost the hype. Uh, compare the things that he said closer to launch to the article below from two years ago. His statements in the older article are very close to what we're seeing in-game, but he's been hounded by questions, people asking him to basically tell him the game will be what they want it to be. I've watched the interviews. Murray is socially awkward at best. He gets bullied into telling people they can see other people, even though he tries to avoid sailing, uh, saying exactly that while still needing to sell his game. Uh, quote, to be super clear, No Man's Sky is not a multiplayer game. Please don't go looking for that experience, end quote. Uh, he then links to a, um, an interview off of uh, GameRant.com, uh, or an article off of GameRant.com. Um, he then sh uh, shows some other examples and uh, just more of the same, basically. So um, <clears throat> I, think, I think kind of echoing both sides of what, what we agreed here on the show amongst us hosts, it's like, yes, the players may be running away with bad ideas, but the, the developers definitely need to tell people, you know, if... if you know these these widespread rumors are wrong, and yeah. also if features if if basically uh, not only tell people that are, tell people that things are wrong, but if pseudo pseudo maybe actual you know features have been announced in terms of like multiplayer functionality, and those things go away, you need to make it clear to people that they're not actually in there anymore. So yeah, uh, that's everything in, in the players in club. Yes. Wait, Charlie, are you talking about people actually informing their customers of the actual product? <laughs> I, I, know, I know it's a crazy, crazy, batch of crazy idea, but yes, wow. that is what I'm suggesting. Good Lord, that's just... How do we live at that speed? I, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, uh, John, do you have any... Uh, go, well, Goat, do you have anything on uh, on your side? No, no, nothing. Okay. No, nobody, nobody um, likes me. Okay, and, uh, and John, anything on your side? 
I do have a couple. Darcy does says does says does says <laughs> does say. I think it's an even split, honestly. Like once they announce the product or showcase it at E3 or something, they're promising big things and hyping it themselves. But then the player takes over and just starts speculating about features, and it really gets the ball rolling. See No Man's Sky, for example, on things if promised versus reality. So No Man's Sky seems mm-hmm. to be a kind of a regular throughway for people mm-hmm. at this point who have played it to kind of talk about what was promised versus what was delivered. Uh, Amanda mm-hmm. Hall says, It depends on the game for me, honestly. Certain games, I believe, make uh, believe game makers have, quote, the right to brag. Take Final Fantasy XV, for example. They literally crashed three engines and went through three insane redesigning just to get it to run. I like Goat's dismissive hand thing that he did right there where he's just like, fuck Final Fantasy. I'd prefer they tell more stories about quote behind the games than just giving a trip just giving trailers. Trailers are hype, sure, but if you tell me stuff like above, I'll get super excited and more into it than if you just showed me a trailer. It might also make me give a certain uh, give certain games a try if if I otherwise wouldn't. That being said, I think modern games don't understand what goes into making a game, and then they build up this hype about it and end up disappointed because it didn't live up to what they were imagining but they'd understand certain aspects if they were given that studio background information. So, to answer the question, I'm pretty sure that gamers set the hype level, which disappoints me. I'd like to see some game studios at the hype level higher. Um, that brings so, up an interesting mailbag question possibility mm-hmm. for me. All right. Uh, um, so, so, back when we were, you know, young lads um, <laughs> in the 1900s, um, <clears throat> Remember when they used to do like full features in print and like and, and, and magazines and it would give us a spiel on the game, like four or five pages and all that? Sure. Now we get like a blurb of what, maybe 500 words that's supposed to do the same thing. I wonder if that's a cause for people filling in the gaps because they aren't getting like enough correct information. Does that make sense? No, no, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, I mean, I've... <laughs> You know, I don't know if those articles still exist or not because I'm no longer really reading printed game public well, publications. Well, that's what I'm saying, but I'm saying yeah. that might be the, where the tectonic shift came in is when those articles right. went away. So, 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 do you think the question would be along the lines of, do you feel you're like getting did, like did game you, ju- journalism with the change in game journalism? Did it rob you of facts or uh, you guys do the question part? I just come up with the weird <laughs> ideas and you make them questions. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, <laughs> We keep that in the um, back of your, uh, your, 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 whatever fedora, wherever you're wearing. No, <laughs> he is not wearing a fedora. He is wearing his fucking hair. Um, I'm gonna move on. Oh, I had yeah. one more response. Uh, Jessica Johnson says it's partially the fan base and partially the devs. I think for showcases like E3, devs show the absolute best that can be accomplished. Then the players step in. They assume that the showcase is the final product and take that as a high as the highest caliber. When something less than that is presented, players shit on devs, which is I'm gonna agree that's totally true. There is a delicate balance right in the middle that uh, there that everyone misses: bugs and production value. When these publishers give a deadline and final testing begins, things finally slip through the cracks and pieces of the game are inevitably cut. Players are less than understanding. Devs aren't willing to push back against the publishers, and publishers are way too greedy for money to even think about what the players want. That's that's a fucking pretty reasonable mailbag response, in my opinion. I think that Jessica is. I I would agree with Jessica. That's what I'll say in that that instance. Okay. All right. Is that all you got, John? 
yeah, that's it, man. It's everything for the week for me on mailbag stuff. Man, those those are some like some stellar, like logical, serious mailbaggings. Uh, I'm gonna say, man, everybody got on top of it this week. When I said yeah. that everybody had like these robust, extrapolated mail responses, I wasn't kidding. We we uh we apparently hit the 2020 nerve this week, or 60 minutes, or whatever is relevant to the kids these days. 25 seconds on <laughs> CNN, whatever. <clears throat> Okay. All right. Well, uh, no emails this week, so um, we'll go ahead. We'll move on here. Um, our mailbag question to you is going to be: Is do you feel like the change in gaming journalism, especially from you know going majorly from print to online sources, you know whether it be blogs or websites or, or uh, you know YouTube podcasts like this or what have you? Um, if uh, do you feel like that change has affected how you digest and you know get and get and digest and process your gaming information, uh, and if so, for the better or for the worse, do, which way did you like it better in the long form article days in like the ma- the monthly magazine that you'd get, or now where you get like you know the little blurbs and the blogs of like Kotaku and things like that. Um, so that's gonna be a mailbag question for next week. Um, aside from that, gentlemen, is there anything um, coming up that you would like to talk about? Um, you know, I, I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I'm starting classes tomorrow. I'm going to be doing music stuff. I, I don't like to talk about my college courses while I'm on the show just because it's fucking boring, but maybe because it's music. If I, if something pertinent comes up, wait. I'll talk about it. Um, I'm going to wait for John to be like, and I failed my music class. Man, was that... That would be the irony <laughs> to me, because right now, at least as it's of gonna the, suck, dude. the recording of this episode, I'm a, <clears throat> I'm a Dean's List student, a 4.0 student, and I have a fucking scholarship under my belt. So if I mm-hmm. fail a music course... The- I'm, and the irony, I'm gonna, I'm, if I fail music, I'm gonna quit Vs Villains and never perform. No, 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 no. The <laughs> irony of it, the irony of it is, is he's, he's gonna be like, "Why did you miss class this week? Oh, I was out playing a show in my band." That's true. Well, <laughs> if, if there's ever a reason to fail your course, that's it right there. So, um, <clears throat> no, no. But um, other than that, it's just it's that there's a bunch of stuff that my brother and I talked about earlier that Vs Villains is trying to work out. I'm gonna be. Loosely, a little bit less involved with it in the next couple weeks, just because I'm gearing up for school and everything. But there's a shitload of stuff happening. Vs. Villains is fine; it's not going away. Everything's good. You know, it'll be pressing on as it ever was. Actually, most of what Nick and I talked about in the last couple weeks was just about me coming over there to track the remainder of my guitar from Murder in the Art, which is now well, as of October, will be a year late. (laughs) But um, right on schedule. Soon, yeah, right on schedule. That's just music timing right there. So, and Evolver Die Deluxe is actually right about to be finished. Nick's like mastering a lot of that stuff. I may record guitar for one track on there that we didn't expect last minute, but other than that, it's pretty much in mastering. So that means it's pretty much done. Um, and then the uh, the remainder was just going to be finishing my Murder in the Art guitar tracks. Nick just keeps writing music. He's he he's like, I'm done. I'm not writing anymore. It's finished. And then he writes like two more songs, and he's like, I'm, I might include these. So there's a bunch of <laughs> shit that may not even make it onto the record that he keeps writing. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote one like a week and a half ago, so mm-hmm. it's it's done and finished. Um, just my guitar parts are pending. So other than and everything that, swaps you know, in and out, and he has to come up with an order, yeah. and then he's got and, and three albums worth of crap. And yeah, I've seen it. since there's a couple villains out, there's going to be some new villains in. That's all in development. We'll talk about it later. It's you know, whatever. At this point, so that's everything I got. Goat, what about you? Uh, well, I mean, speaking of villains, um, I guess me and some form of the 
band and crew are going to Minneapolis for Labor Day weekend for Medicon mm -hmm. to do some sort of villain show. Um, we'll figure that out as it comes. Uh, it's been very, very uh, shoot from the hip on my yeah, end. You guys have seen us do a lot of weird shit. Yeah, the... well, it's fine. It's just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm piecing together a show with not knowing what I have for a show, and it's it's fun. It's 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 got to choose your own adventure right now, you, you, so we'll see. Do you remember that time when when I went to Minneapolis dressed as my brother with a backup band, and that mm -hmm. was like a crazy, yeah, weird yeah. idea? Mm -hmm. It happened. It happens. It's fine. Yeah. Everything's good. Med Medicon seems to be the place that uh, dreams come true. The lightning rod for weird shit that happens yeah. when something yeah. blows up or goes crazy. So. Yeah. Everybody come to Anna Mini because that'll be the version of the band um, that you won't see at Meta. So, <laughs> uh, other than that, yeah. other than that, uh, Phoenix Records and mixing still. Uh, other than Broken Knee McGee, we're working on that. Um, what else do I got going on? Doing a bunch of studio work. Uh, nothing. Not that I could talk about, but I can just tell you general um, things. I'm basically living Titanfall 2 tech demo right now, so... <laughs> That's um, bizarre to me. You you and I need <laughs> to talk about that after the show. I need to talk mm -hmm. to you about that. Let's talk about that, okay? About about the tech demo or about my life? Both. Oh, God. All right. Um. So, yeah, other than that, uh, Charlie... I think we're on Charlie. Yeah, yeah, because John yeah. didn't do anything. I'm doing everything John's supposed to be doing. So that leaves Charlie with Ponytown Fest. Um, yeah, no, just um, uh, so um, just because it seems to be what I've fallen into doing now. Um, you know, the uh, so just a little bit of a tease for uh, anybody who's uh, who's interested in Cider Fest. Um, next week, uh, our the the guest that we will be announcing. What I can tell you is that um, it's somebody that. Is in is very closely related to an upcoming feature um, that's that's coming out and related to Metal Pony and um, does not do many cons, so um, and um, uh, so it'll be kind of a neat treat, you know, for you know if you've been to a lot of cons and you've thought like oh I've seen you know like you know you know this person ten times this person fifteen times this is somebody that doesn't go to a lot of cons and so it, odds are is that many of you uh, m many of our attendees will not have it have had a chance to meet this person before so that that's kind of exciting um, aside from that um, yeah just more of the same more of the same um, and so uh, with that uh, if you like what you heard you can find us at gamerheadradio.com at facebook.com backslash gamerheadradio at google.com backslash plus gamerheadradio for now I guess and on um, and on uh, wow, I completely broke my my, my spiel there. <laughs> and on Twitter at Gamerhead. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Um, and on Twitter at Gamerhead Radio, where I am at T K Charlie, Goat is at Sir Goatsworth, and John is at the Fallon Flynn. <clears throat> uh, you can email us at editors at gamerheadradio.com or call us and leave us a voicemail at nine four nine two six gamer like Darcy did last week, but not this week. For some reason, Darcy. Now, she's, uh, Darcy, don't listen to Charlie. You're not obligated to leave voicemails every week. Appreciate that you left no, me you, last you, week. No, you, you, you come to the chat. That's and halfway. I am going to put a tiny little heart right here and say that Songbird, we missed you this week, so please come back. That's more of a bat symbol <laughs> than a heart. It's God, John, you can't even do hearts right without being Batman. Um, it's why, all why Batman you in life, John's John? world. Yeah. No, no, I don't suck at life. It's Batman. It's all Batman. No, he just sucks at love, apparently. The, um, the, the same way that everything comes up Millhouse, it's the opposite for me, where everything comes up Batman, are, which is good. Are you all out of love? 
You can download the official GamerHead Radio app on, on uh, Google Play on Android devices, or you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Um, uh, YouTube is uh, now a great place to subscribe because you know we are in our YouTube Live is now our home for our live shows. That's correct. Uh, um, as well as your whatever your podcast downloader of choice is. Um, so yeah, once again, thanks to everybody that uh, responded to our mailbag question. Thanks for everybody that's been hanging out in the uh, in the in the in the chat with us. I think I'm on the right side here. Yeah, thanks, th- thanks, thanks, Yay! chatters, and um, and thanks, uh, yeah, we appreciate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, is what it is. Um, we appreciate appreciate it all very much. Um, and so please uh, join us again next week, same bat time, same bat channel, right, John? We can't say that. We cannot say that. <laughs> There's no, nope, nope. Um, nope. Yeah, Warner Brothers I'm, will be all over us like a fucking uh, VR stink set for your nose. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, hey, maybe people will be watching the show. This has been Gamerhead Radio. Today on Gamer Red Radio, we invite you to. Alright. I just Santiago the fucking intro. Um, <laughs> That's not a statement, by the way. It's not like Kingpin where you say you're Munson. That that's not that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, when I fall down the stairs because my knee gives out, I Santiago that walk too. Um, Alright, here we go. Today on Gamer Red Radio, we invite you to overhype the show as much as you want, but we won't be given any refunds if you don't like it. Game Red Radio starts now. Good. Maybe one yes. more take. All right. One more. Little, one more. Little, just little, for little, posterity. A little, a little genitalia in the mouth on that one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> marble mouth. Uh, I don't know who's marbles. <clears throat> Today on Game Red Radio, we invite you to overhype this show as much as you want, but we won't be get did did. <laughs> Motherfuckers are bumping. <laughs> Please, please put that at least in the Easter egg. Goat, you have the power because you're editing. Yeah. Oh, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I'm hitting buttons. Hold on. You know what? Calvin, Mark, you're both in timeout. Hold on. Oh, wow. They've been timed out. <laughs> Holy shit. You can actually time out people. You can literally That's balls time awesome. out. That's amazing. Fuck yeah. Put those bitches in the corner. Bump that. Uh. <laughs> You've got 300 seconds, Goat. Oh, God. Oh, here we go. Jesus Christ. Doesn't like cutting the clock on me. All right. Uh... <laughs>